Welcome to Six Degrees of Rumination with your host, Rena Boyd. That was a terrible idea. <laughs> that was all your idea, producer Mike. You said that's what you yeah, said. Introduce top yourself. Of the it's off of the charts. Right. Well, it's always me bitching in the beginning. I figured we'd do something else. It always yeah. is. But this yeah. ended up with you still complaining. Yeah, it yeah. did. I can't count on you two for anything. Except hilarity. Except for not speaking into the microphone. Yeah. That I can count on you on the Well, okay. Well, so this uh, this week's episode, <laughs> just, just <laughs> dropping it in there. We haven't done this in a year. No, we want to get. We want no, to get to it. In like a week. We're this gonna week's like episode. To it. This week's episode. <laughs> what are we at? One oh seven. One oh seven. This yeah. is one oh seven, folks. This is one oh seven. Keeping count out there hmm. for all of you still around. Yeah. Uh, so just the three of us. <laughs> we're doing a psychology episode. Uh, all these things are loosely psychologically based, like on. Uh, how you use your mouse at work mm, yeah, and mystical experiences and what makes some people more creative than others and how to deal with drugs. Them. Yeah. Well, speaking of drugs, ketamine is another one of our articles. Yep. Yeah. Drugs. We always talk about drugs. Um, but we're going to start off with, I'm really excited about this one. This is uh, psychological terms that people use incorrectly all the time especially in our day and age of social media. Um, you hear buzzwords like gaslighting or... I got accused of that. Yeah, and it's, it's not just like incorrectly used, but they're overused. They're like thrown around like, you know, They're thrown nothing. around like no one even cares anymore. Right. Uh, tr- being triggered or, tr- you know, trauma is a really big buzzword these days. And everyone's got trauma, but what you might consider as trauma versus just you know, a hard experience that, you know, there's a, there's a difference. Is this going to be the episode where we tell the general populace to sack up? Yeah, basically. Definitely. Yes. Well, but look, okay. But, but in a, in a informative and accurate way, because a lot of people use these terms and they, they don't think about, you know, the severity of the actual term and its origins. They just kind of use it in a pop culture way now. Like people do that a lot with OCD. And they say like, oh, I've got to rearrange my fridge today. I have OCD. And they say it like it's some super cute like characteristic instead of a, you know, debilitating disorder that's in the... It's kind of like when someone says they're bipolar when really they're just a twat. When they just like have right. an emotion yeah. that's different from the one they had yesterday, you know, yeah. like that's not bipolar. Right. So has anyone been accused of being a narcissist in this group? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Mike has... Mike <laughs> anyone, has, anyone at all. <laughs> <laughs> Mike has two strikes now. Someone oh, yeah. said he gaslit them and some and people have called him a narcissist. Well, okay. That's let's, something a narcissist would do. Right. What, call so. themselves a narcissist? No. And I, be no. proud like gaslighting of... Gaslighting someone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> These are the, the I didn't even know what the f- when <laughs> look when I got accused of it I didn't even know what the fuck it was I was just like are we barbecuing what are we doing here yeah. <laughs> okay well let's look at the the actual definition versus how people use it like usually when people say someone's gaslighting them what they mean is like someone disagreed with their opinion and then tried to convince them you know that their own opinion was correct like person a is like you're wrong i'm right here's why and they try to confuse you and make yeah, you upset it's like a man- mental manipulation in a sense i'm kind of like making the other pr- I, I did my research after i was accused uh <laughs> you're you're trying to like a responsible <clears throat> narcissist would right exactly he wrote his own research and then read it yeah you know it's like you're trying to get them to reprogram their memory of something in a sense or something like that yeah. making them <coughs> right. making Trump. them that, but, you know, 20 uh, 20 
already four, throwing baby. shots, huh? He's coming back. Yep. He's coming back. Ain't but, no court battle going to hold him down. <laughs> but so, yeah, people will say, you know, someone gaslit them and they'll use it in that context. But technically, it, it's a lot deeper and more serious and probably a lot less common than it seems when people throw that term around on social media. It I'm going to go on record and say I didn't actually gaslight this dipshit that no. accused me well, of let, it. Well, let's see. Did, but that's one of the things is you, when you say you don't gaslight someone, that means you're a gaslighter right. too. Like there's this whole thing where once you've been accused, whether you did it or didn't, if you try to argue with it, you're a gaslighter. Maybe, okay, they're, so, maybe they're gaslighting us and this isn't even the real definition of gaslighting. We're right. all fucking Actually, lit as fuck here. So according to this, it's a form of emotional abuse that causes the victim to question their own sanity. The abuser convinces the victim their version of events never happened, and they manipulate them into believing they're overly sensitive or mentally unstable. Have you guys heard I did call the person crazy in the same conversation. Yeah, but did you like try to convince the person that they were crazy? No, I was signing you just off. Said, I'm you're like, crazy. dude, you're fucking crazy. I'm a narcissist, crazy. you're crazy. <laughs> and the, the thing was, is that the thing we were arguing over, I had witnesses on my side of the story to show that I wasn't a gaslighter. Is that the, is that the Gas, word? I guess yeah. gaslighter. Yeah, gaslighter. Person didn't want to believe me. Friendship ended. Yeah. Didn't want to listen to the two that were like, "No, dude, he didn't say that." It's all good. But I did call him crazy, so that probably fueled his desire to think I was gaslighting him. Yeah, it's a spectrum of <laughs> of uh, you know how far do you take it? Like this never really happened, or this isn't really what's going on. This is what's really going on. Like I think this may be a spectrum of what is gaslighting and what isn't. But when you're flat out saying like this never happened this is what really happened that's that's fucking gaslighting yeah and well, people what if, what if it's the truth what if the person's just seeing it wrong and instead of admitting they're wrong they're that's... accusing you of gaslighting like in my situation right then they're actually gaslighting you because they're saying that what you're saying wasn't true but what you said was true <laughs> this so they're is... gaslighting the gaslight has I'm become go the gaslight. this isn't even producer mike this is my gaslighting is fucking stupid the <laughs> fact that people use this and think they're being it's being used against i'm sorry i've traversed this world and no one is mentally or emotionally smart enough to do this on a regular basis i'm sorry there's very few people can pull this shit off okay. trump yeah well get I'm ready for that's when gaslighting came back into like yeah it's our... like everything came back and trump <laughs> came around dude yeah it was like it was awesome and horrible at the same time it was time. like a reset of society yeah yeah it... well if you think that's bad get ready for this so mike you said you've also been called a narcissist maybe in a joking way more joking but when people else. like people shorten the term i feel like these days and what like they're narcissist? referring to no they'll say narcissist but what they're referring to and they're usually using it incorrectly is a narcissistic abuser so a narcissistic personality disorder is a diagnosable condition that affects 0.5% to 1% of the population. And the people who fall in that group are controlling, they invade privacy, they try to socially isolate their victims, they're verbally abusive, and they instill fear into the victim. And then this article makes the point to say, it's not someone who hurt your feelings or ghosted you on Tinder, which is how people use it a yeah, lot. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never done any of those things. Yeah, people will say, like, someone's <laughs> no, a narcissist. definitely not on Tinder. <laughs> People will say someone's a narcissist if they like didn't date them or broke up with them or something, you know. Okay, well maybe you're just lot. ugly. Yeah. <laughs> gaslighting. Yeah. That's not gaslighting. Look at it the is if the person triggered. believes they're I'm beautiful. Right That's another way. Everybody is a ten. Reno's gonna throw this one. Everybody in. is a ten. I feel like a ten, therefore I am a ten. It's like, no, nah, motherfucker, you ugly as shit. <laughs> 
Maybe a 10 on a scale of 100 or so. <laughs> yeah. Just because you're a 10 on the inside doesn't mean you're a 10 on the outside, baby. All right. So let's jump up to trauma because we've got to talk about trauma before we talk about triggering. So Wait. There's trauma? I'm triggered. No. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. We should just call this episode. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Yeah. Trigger warning. Um, so, uh, let's see here. People are traumatized by high-profile jury verdicts, Trump 2016 oh. slogans, even curly, frizzy hair. People are saying they're, they have trauma from this. Oh, wait. They're from traumatized from People jury? say that they Yeah, Decision? from high-profile jury verdicts. Oh, like, like the George Floyd or whatever? Yeah, like George Floyd yeah. or... That's not traumatic. That's Is just OJ due too process. Old to get, like... If they disagree with the verdict, maybe. Suck it up. Um, Guess no, what? That's no, just no. how the fucking judicial system works. No sucking it up. Uh, but so trauma, according to the American Psychological Association, good old APA, said an emotional response to a terrible event like an accident or a rape or a natural disaster characterized by shock, denial, unpredictable emotions, flashbacks strained relationships and even physical symptoms like headaches or nausea Mm -hmm. trauma is not being made to eat vegetables when you were little or getting water in your eyes while you were being bathed so i mean again like no the trauma trauma is like a harsh word trauma is something that happens to you that is a lot something that's excessive something that's maybe unexpected and and it hurts you Physically, mentally, emotionally, something something hurt you. And so now trauma you're responding is, in a different manner than you would have had you not been traumatized. Trauma is getting T-boned by a semi and watching your spouse die. Yes. That's, that's trauma. Yeah. Well, it's also not, we also don't have to like try and like one up and oh, you think that's traumatizing? Try dying on a fucking airplane <laughs> crashing into the 9-11 towers. Try that. That's traumatizing. But they don't have trauma because they're dead. Yeah, if the person saying that is talking to you, you're talking to yeah. a ghost, and that's trauma. Trauma <laughs> waiting to happen. A traumatized ghost? I'm in. No, I mean, like, you're... Tra- yeah, but that too. You, but you hear people, like, trying to, like, one-up. be like, oh, you think that's such a big deal? Uh, no. Well, it's hard when people say, like, I'm traumatized from... And then they throw in something dumb, like, I lost my library book when I was six, and I got in trouble, or, like, something mm-hmm. compared to, you know, what Reno said, like, real trauma affects your behavior and your response to everyday life. But let me play it's devil's different. advocate here real quick what if the person is just a massive pussy and things like getting in trouble for for turning in a library look late did make them a social recluse right then they probably have anxiety you're you're, you're typical millennial dipshit right like like, like people with a lot of anxiety will get traumatized easier and you're right like trauma is is a relative it's a spectrum it's a spectrum it's a spectrum then this one's like neurodivergent my trauma is fluid Uh okay 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 let's (laughs) (laughs) i've got all the catchphrases baby talking for later the neurodivergent one is just like i mean think about what that says neuro Divergent. That just means my brain's different yeah. than yours. Well, I hope so. so. It's the most like ambiguous, nebulous thing you can say. Is like, well, I'm I'm just different mm. than yours. My brain, my brain's different. So like, I I, I shouldn't be expected to have to do this. I feel like I'm, this is I'm the different. episode oh, where I finally get canceled. <laughs> I think that happened a while ago. Mike. I know, but this is the one where they'll actually try. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. We oh. have to have a, a following to get canceled first. We had That's a following. True. We just stopped podcasting. Oh. So we canceled We're ourselves. Back, though. We're yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so those are some of the, my favorites in yeah. here, but there's um, others. Yeah, yeah. And then so triggering is comes from trauma, right? So that's like re-triggering your trauma. Um, I like and, how Reno keeps looking at me when he talks about this. <laughs> no, he's thing. just trying to. Where are you going with this, buddy? <laughs> he's trying to see if you've been accused of triggering someone. We want to yes. make sure you get on all. I'm of sure these. I have. I'm sure we've triggered some listeners. Fill the list. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say episodes one oh six back to episode one. Yeah, episode one. <laughs> a lot the title of trigger choice warning probably. needed with us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, a trigger is something that reminds a person of a traumatic experience, whether it's abuse, an eating disorder, substance use, an accident, or some other form of trauma. Saying I'm triggered is often a tug in cheek, as is the pic- this picture of a woman's perfect boyfriend bringing her basket in bed is triggering me. That's a weird... Oh, breakfast. I yeah. like basket. Sorry. Well, I mean, if you go on... But people say that when they, they feel like they can't get a successful relationship or like they just got broken up with and they're like, oh, this happiness is triggering, triggering me. me. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's a million times where I'll be browsing Reddit dumb. and someone will be like, trigger warning for their post. And then you read yeah. it's like, what the fuck was the trigger? Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, it wasn't, you know? it's not a trigger for you if it's not something you experienced. But it was just regular ass shit. It's like, like my boyfriend say, and I broke up because he cheated on me. How is this a fucking trigger, People dude? would say that if someone reading it had been cheated on and they're like, affected by it sack up so no, yeah. well, okay yeah, right. so that, they, that, that, that's it like we're, they're we're trying af- to cover all their bases we're yeah. we're affected by things right like something someone says or we see something on tv or whatever and it affects us and if it affects you enough in a way that triggers your your trauma and brings yeah. you back into that tra- traumatized state then yes that's the trigger but let's go but back again, to that's the... like a fine line that's like a spectrum like when is it it's fluid it's yeah. fluid it's become like <laughs> that's a, how you define it you know it's become a socially i don't want to say trendy okay, thing but like fluid. Right, right. It, it, people it, want to do it they it want to be careful and they want to it's, like it's, you know. it's it's overused like you said you were you guys were talking about at the beginning of the article it's massively over fucking mm-hmm. used people want to like you said oh i turned in my library lo- book late and someone grounded me for a month because i did so it's not trauma dude it's not. You can try to make a trauma. Now, mm-hmm. if you were like beaten with a belt because you were late turning your library book, <laughs> but it's not the, the li- library. But that's the thing. It's not the library book. <laughs> your trauma isn't the library. No, your trauma you... is the shitty parent that beat you with a belt. No, I said if the librarian did it, that would be like a next level shit. There probably but, would you know, be cops involved. Yeah. I feel like. But that. But I'm saying it would be traumatizing because you would associate that experience with the library books messing up forgetting stuff being late all those things would real trauma like a real experience that's intense would affect you that and now way. your pants are falling down for the rest of your life because you are triggered by belts i'm in let's do this let's <laughs> well, start th- or you people. all or you love belts and you develop a fetish for belts because you want to take the power back that's why psychology is so interesting. Are you flirting with me? No, Mike, <laughs> shut up. So, but that I like this article a lot because it, it kind of like is asking everybody to reset and consider the terms they use before they throw them out. And some people do it to be funny and they know they're being exaggerating about it. Yeah. But some people think that it's actual, you know. Yeah. I know of people that will be offended for other people if there's any way something could oh, be said and be taken offense of then they'll be offended by it and like, i'm offended on their behalf they'll right? jump in whatever like uh, yeah i've heard people say that i just want to punch them i can't because i'll go yeah. i'm the one in the wrong even though they're saying stupid shit mm-hmm. yeah yeah why are we doing this why did this, you why did you guys bring these topics to me here's what i like about this article uh it was written what last month or something like pretty recently mm-hmm. a couple months ago Yep. Sorry, a year ago, whatever, who cares? But it was 
it, it could be seen as like an unpopular point of view. Like, don't tell people that they don't have trauma, they aren't triggered, they don't have OCD. No, this article is trying to be like, look, everybody, you can't all have these categories. This this can't be like this. Maybe you're overusing these terms, and I feel like that's a. Either those that, articles aren't written as much as e- they should be. Either know? that, we're gaslighting narcissists with lots of trauma, <laughs> and they're fucking hyper triggered right now. <laughs> If you're yep. hyper-triggered right now, you might be a traumatized narcissist <laughs> with OCD. Yep. Oh, man, um, can you imagine? If you were a narcissist with it... Well, I feel like that's a common blend, actually. The probably, narcissist yeah, and yeah. OCD. The yeah. Venn diagram overlaps quite a bit, I imagine, there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. As long as the circles are perfectly arranged. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, moving on. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We've got uh, a fun article that... Uh, uh, talks about how so okay was it sweden or switzerland i always get these two mixed up i'm so sorry uh switzerland switzerland yeah one they, has chocolate one has knives i feel like they both yes. have chocolate and no, knives. No, it's a, a swiss Who's knives known? and swiss chocolate they both have knives and chocolate so and they sweden, got the banks too yeah, right? sweden is sweden some, is known as neutral and switzerland has banks chocolate no, knives. the no, swiss were neutral swiss were neutral see look you gotta mix what the up hell? does sweden even exist or is it, it just does. our imagination just, of switzerland no it's just <laughs> no one cares about sweden because they don't have chocolate knives or neutrality okay fine yeah. sweden has the, no dutch have the clogs holland that's clogs yeah. what does sweden have nothing well, fuck Sweden. Let's get on to the Swiss. This article doesn't Anyways, have anything to do with Sweden. They studied people using their mouses at work, and they try to determine um, their stress Isn't it mice? levels. No, mouses. Uh, or they try to determine like um, how sh- uh, when they got stressed, like how they use their mice differently. Their their computer mouses. Yeah. And I, I guess it's kind of what you might think. Like, if you can imagine, like you're really stressed, how would you think you'd start using like your mouse at your computer? Don't these when companies first- only have like. 15 hour work weeks i can't imagine these people getting stressed <laughs> no, they did mention that like u.s people are like twice as much uh, or twice as stressed as the swiss yeah, yeah. Trigger warning: we work 40 yeah. hours a week okay but look this so when i first saw this article before i read it i was kind of like anticipating what it would say and i assumed they would say like if you're stressed then you type really hard and really loud and like you know you're rough with the equipment. Maybe if you're stressed, you like grip the mouse really hard. But it's saying more like um, if you're stressed and they analyzed how you move the mouse pointer, you move it more often and less precisely and cover longer distances on the screen. And if you're relaxed, you take a shorter, more direct route from whatever you're clicking on to whatever you're going to next. And they're like just calmer and more relaxed about it. That's what I kind of assume. Like if you're like stressed, you're just kind of like squirreling your hand all around and you're zigzagging all over and you're you're overdoing it versus if you're calm or relaxed you're just kind of slowly just moving from point a to point b i guess although longer distances like that's more efficient why, Cause why you, wouldn't you want to do it because you're why? like shaking your mouse over all over yeah, the place going to someone else's am screen? i the only person that shakes their mouse all over the goddamn place <laughs> and why did we need to study this i don't understand because switzerland <laughs> wants to be known not just for knives and stress, chocolate but studying stress stress people act erratically oh, okay got it Okay, but look, this so, is also interesting. But they want to see if they could do it by just by looking. So they could just like look at your mouse behavior and be like, oh, Mike, you're seeming a little stressed today. Why don't you slow down on the, on the clicks there, buddy? Yeah. I'd probably shove the mouse down their fucking throat. <laughs> like, as long as you do it with a short, direct route, then yeah. they'll retract their analysis. It's, like if I'm stressed enough that I'm beating up my computer, you probably aren't going to be like, dude, you look stressed. But here's, they were, so 
this is like another tactic for employers to look at their employees and be like, what's their mental health level? Are we, do we have an environment that's conducive to productivity, blah, 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 you know? Not everybody can work at Google where they got bean bags. Look at, this is the other thing I didn't expect. Like I said, I figured the typing would be like loud, angry, like, you know. um, But apparently people who are stressed when they type, they write in, quote, fits and starts with frequent brief pauses. They make more mistakes, which I figured would be true. But relaxed people take fewer pauses, so they have, like, a steadier, like, click, 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 mm-hmm. you know. That's good. Yeah. Good, uh, I can't think of the word. Yeah. That's nice. Acoustics? Good ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, stressed people act erratically. Yes, yes. And non-stressed people act even keel. Well, Pretty but much. like Reno said, like, they can so, observe okay. or listen to the way you use your mouse and keyboard and know without talking to you. So really what we've done is eliminate another mode of human interaction. Well, maybe the if they got their work done in a timely fashion, they wouldn't feel stressed. There's already a solution to your problem. Work effect- efficiently. Um, and technically, they, they cited uh, the neuromotor noise theory. This is the connection between stress and um, motor skills. And they said, like, increased levels of stress negatively impact our brain's ability to process information. And this also affects our motor skills. So if you suspect that you're highly stressed out, you could probably assume you're not, like, in good peak performance fit shape or you're not act in the way you want to act physically yeah or, i harness my stress it's my strength see mike doesn't get stressed out like Feel he experiences stress I but experience. he just kind of like moves through it like yeah. um mm-hmm. i navigate the, i navigate yeah. the pressure <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean I know, like, like you just kind of like i kind of jump claim this shit you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> so you yeah. know i think mike's typing would sound and look the same no matter how he was feeling so if we threw you into the research group into either the control group or the other group, they might not know what to do with you. Fuck them. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take your study and shove it up your ass. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Trigger warning. Right. Um, I got with, some trauma for you with this keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> with this next one, it's also kind of reading into, but this one's reading into you a little bit more deeper, more than just like, oh, wow, you're kind of typing kind of weird. You're probably stressed out, aren't you? Like, that's obvious. We could read that. This one is AI's um, reading your emotions by scanning you with radio signals. That is so creepy. Yeah. So they can blast you with radio signals. And I guess how it bounces back, how those radio waves bounce back, they can interpret that um, uh, and how it affects your, sorry, the algorithm is trained to pick up on changes in a person's heartbeat as detected by radio waves and interprets them as specific feelings. Here's my question. Are these AI programs, first of all, who is running the programs and why? And could they eventually go rogue and decide to scan your body without someone telling them to and determine mm-hmm. your status? So this was uh, a military-focused publication, it says. Of course. So the military was using this to read the emotions of the um, testes. The what? The testes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the testes? You're not putting radio waves on my fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> How are your nuts feeling? <laughs> Stressed. That makes sense. Uh, Although I wouldn't put it past the military to analyze all that, too. As long as I give my nuts a trigger warning, I think they'll be okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> a lot of trauma down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they <laughs> said that the, since 13 years old. <laughs> 
<laughs> I took you a second to analyze that heart rate. Um, this article was from about two years ago. So I wonder if you do that differently when you're stressed. I'm sure oh, you can do. Can somebody study it's my masturbation erratic. habits while stressed? Yeah. I'm See if I jerk sign the same. up for that study. Do I jerk it off the same way? <laughs> like Siri. Oh my god. <laughs> how am I feeling? <laughs> Oh, no. I'm sure people have done that. Yeah, that's and there's probably hilarious responses. I wonder what my jack-off habits are like when I'm stressed out versus calm. You know, I'm going to stop telling my mom to listen to this podcast. I'm just going to say. <laughs> I don't know why you told your mom to listen to this podcast. I don't think she ever has. <laughs> bad idea. Yeah. Um, so this um, is at least two years old, and it was uh, predicting with 71% accuracy um, the emotions. And they said that, especially like the five, I think these are like the five basic uh emotions fear disgust joy or four sorry fear disgust joy and relaxation those are pretty those are, broad emotions yeah to, i have a problem with that list well i mean it's brand new technology it's just getting up off you know yeah. it's just getting started so cut some slack all right let's see you try to predict fucking emotions off of radio waves oh radio waves i was gonna say i can do it if i look at someone and talk to them but radio waves i don't know yeah yeah well if this is a two-year-old article it's kind of scary to think how far this technology has come and also maybe if it's being used without us knowing about it on the general population like civilians like at banks i could see this being like useful if you walk in the door maybe you're already on camera whatever but they add this component to it mm -hmm. and they try to determine is this person gonna hold up a teller or are they just making a deposit just ask them to start typing on a keyboard <laughs> and we'll find out real easy yeah i was gonna say i mean banks already take their excuse me their sweet ass time people are always stressed you have two yeah, times true. to go to the bank fitting it in in the last 10 minutes in between your drive home from work and the time they close or lunchtime or lunchtime yeah. so no matter what you're going to the bank on a crunch that's true and the and there's always 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 fucking always this like old lady that has to add, <laughs> tell her life story to the teller it's like yo that's who they, they don't get go. to talk to that's anybody anymore we, tellers. we right. got shit to do <laughs> save this story for your grandchildren that one don't day, visit you go we're away. all gonna be old and we're all gonna be looking for someone to talk to and we will one day be the person holding up a line because we're lonely we'll be holding up a bank <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't see that happening with me. I think so. I want to go in the bank super pissed off and be like, morning. Yeah. And then we'll do our transaction. I'll be like, bye. Okay. Uh, well, maybe not. Yeah. No. I'm so, not always in a chatty mood. Yeah. And okay. I can just imagine the military using this to, you know, inter interrogate people or, or in spying espionage stuff and lie detectors, so on and so forth. Yeah. Or like creepily. So maybe even to measure how effective a potential interrogation slash torturing mm. situation would yeah. be. You know what I mean? And the AI would tell them like, how fearful is this person feeling right now? Be like, yeah, yo, your your torture tactics are not working. B minus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of B minus, uh, this next <laughs> one, this one's a, a, a cool 45-year-long study Dang. on how do you raise uh, genius kids? Like, how do you raise a kid to be really smart and intelligent? Uh, let's see here. It came from... IPad. You give him an iPad. No, no. Just give him an iPad. It's the opposite of that, Dude, I'm sure. Say. I actually kind of want to predict, because I didn't read this one, Reno did, and I'm trying to guess like what tips they would give. You can't just start with a blank slate. I feel like genes are involved. 
somewhat. Well, of course, yeah, there's, yeah, there's genes, but like, what do you do with uh, uh, a, a prodigy kid or a really smart kid? How do you make that flourish into oh, an even smarter kid I see. Or how, or versus letting him squander it? Dramatic yeah. experiences. Right. <laughs> Tell him he's perfect and he'll become a narcissistic, OCD, anxiety ridden bundle of joy yeah make him turn in his library books late <laughs> <laughs> give him some stress from the give get-go him the clamps. Right. <laughs> study oh him gosh. when he uses a computer yeah that's true make him type a lot and then tell him he's doing it wrong yeah okay so this study comes started in 1971 <laughs> professor julian stanley founded this study uh the study of mathematically precocious youth or oh. the smpy program simpy Simpy. Simpy. Simply Simpy. I can tell you one thing. Simp has changed its meaning over the years. Well, there there could be some Venn diagram crossover in these groups. Probably. Geniuses very rarely have successful (laughs) romantic relationships. You know, I'm just saying. I feel like Elon Musk is in this group. Um, Bill Gates. So it says that for the last 45 years, it's tracked the accomplishment of 5,000 gifted children. So it's gone on long enough to see, like, did this, did these trainings and educations and stuff like did it pan out or what what became of these kids yeah um and he says like he's kind of really focused on the kids who test in the top one percent uh tend to become our eminent scientists and academics and our fortune 500 ceos or federal judges or senators or billionaires and like two of the main things they saw was children who excel in the math portion of SATs. Mm, I'm out. They <laughs> they tend to kick ass. But like these are the ones that like score at like the 99 percentile. They're like the ones that um, have really good analytical reasoning skills. Um, they know how to break down and solve problems, even kind of like word problems or story problems that they've never encountered before, or using math that they don't even know how to do. Yeah. Um, but they're like inherently good at problem solving and learning on the job solving. kind of yeah okay so i kind of wonder because you know how there's always that trope of like the super creative super smart genius kid who's like fuck school i don't need this and then they just like become a dropout and they disappear into oblivion you know like Corey feldman <laughs> so like how are these kids kids like that addressed in this article like we saw these successes and then these failures yeah, so you they know? saw successes and failures, and we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, one of the other, so there's the math SAT test. That's a pretty good indication. If they're killing it in the math SAT, you might have a genius on your hand. No one gives a shit about English. They didn't mention that English. That is once. bullshit. I'm sorry. When we communicate as humans in the world and we want to like run shit and be the smartest one in the room, are you more impressed when someone does a math problem in front of you or if they communicate effectively and like prove their point well? That's a good point. Okay. Very eloquently stated. None of my English professors were able to help me figure out the Manhattan Project or anything like Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> but the Manhattan Project doesn't like enhance the world. It could potentially destroy it. it. Definitely. Well, you I know mean, what I mean. Like it's not. That's not something we should aspire to. It ended a war. I guess. But did it end all wars? No. It ended that war. So we have to do another Manhattan Project, is what you're saying. Always. All right, I'm down. Trigger warning. <laughs> Uh, the other one was um, spatial ability or pattern thinking. Uh, he says that students who are only marginally being impressive in mathematics or verbally or verbal ability, but have high spatial ability, often make exces- exceptional engineers or architects or surgeons. Oh, okay. Yet no admissions directors I know of are looking at this, and it's generally overlooked in school-based assessments. 
So That's we should true. be testing for spatial ability and pattern thinking. What's up with the SATs? I know it's been a while since any of us took them, but are they still doing the basic like math and verbal score or did they th- override it? No, I think they are, but they're, they're not required okay. for college, for some college admissions. That might just be California. I'm not sure. Yeah. But then, yeah, I don't think they require the SATs anymore. Hmm. That um, explains a lot. <laughs> well, but also the SATs was like, you know, a, a super stressful I don't know. It was a rite of passage, I guess, but like it also it cost extra traumatic. money. You had to. No, I'm saying like you know, maybe we could do it a different way. Should they give the SATs a trigger warning? Yes, and and include some spatial ability and pattern thinking. That's tests. what I was wondering. Yeah, I wonder if and it's more been math. revamped. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, no more math. No math. So one of the things that uh, the author noted is that um, you know usually you get these gifted kids, you have to like push them hard. You have to give them access to higher grade level stuff you have to like have them skip a grade or two or have or just fucking throw Ooh, them in college mike's gonna weigh in on or you this have to one. give them like an extra class or something like this but like since um bush uh jr yeah uh in the early 2000s we started the no child left behind and common core curriculum which focuses on like the stragglers and like the weakest links yeah so we're not any dipshit like, can get a scraping diploma the bucket and keeping people just like afloat <laughs> scraping the bucket <laughs> No, I I agree with this. Bottom think, dwelling kids versus will, like pushing like yeah. our our top earners, our cream of the crop. Like we're not doing that. We're only focused. We're there's a bigger focus on the stragglers. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's look at the state that we're in now, like California, the, or you mean like the, the just state in general, of the, like the state of the things, state like the continual degrade that we're going through. I mean, have you? I, I'm no, I will never talk about where I work on this podcast, but I am a hiring manager. Do you know what it's like trying to hire people today oh, and God. listening to no. what they say? Watching them, like, if they have to write, like, a statement for an injury or something, and mm. the, there's zero punctuation. Oh, man, it I is, hate that. It is a page-long run-on sentence. It's like a 14-year-old's text message. You they know? can't. Oh, and I don't... I, and you know, and the part of it, and, and and a lot of it has to do with the fact we're not pushing anything. Mm-hmm. Curriculums are crap now, mm-hmm. and it's showing. And it's showing in the ability of younger people now. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, like the fact that I have to show employees how to do math, it's basic math, like shit that you learned in the fourth grade type mm-hmm. of shit, right? Why are we doing this? Do you think we should leave children behind? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and I'm sure there's a bunch of fucking, you know, like, like, like people out there right now who are really like, oh my God, he's such a cunt. But guess no. what? Guess fucking what, dude? It's always been survival of the fittest amongst all of the species, right? Like either you're going to make it or you're not. That's it. Either you're going to be one of those people that can change the world, or you're going to be one of those people that just live in it. Mm. Right? Oh, that's a good quote. Like that's, mm. that's a, something Elon Musk would say. But, and, and that's the thing. <laughs> and if you're part of the vast majority of people who just live in it, don't be upset with yourself. 
you're just average. You're just normal. Well, I think that's it. The other most thing is like average most yeah. people are average. Right. <laughs> most people are normal. Most people aren't doing anything that's really making any kind of significant change to the world. But right now, we're all constantly telling everyone that they have the ability to do that. And no, God, no, they well, don't. And we're not pushing. Uh, no, you guys got me. You got me. You, you, got, <laughs> Mike's you got this fucking now. trigger shit. You got this fucking trauma shit. You got this gaslighting shit. Now you're bringing in this shit. Okay, I'm just saying. I skipped a grade. I, was, I, was I knew he was going to get to that. I, was, yeah, I am one of those gifted fucks, right? Mm-hmm. And I turned my back on it. Uh-huh. Why? Because I'll tell you what I went through. And he returned the gift. Yeah, I returned the gift. <laughs> because I, I went through what happens when you skip a grade. Now, I can't speak for every fuck out there that did skip a grade. But I can speak from my own fucking experience. It was hell. It was hell. Which grade did you skip? Can I, went, I guess? Can I guess? Go yeah, for guess. it. You <laughs> skipped... It's a hellish one. So it must have been. Did you skip fifth grade? Yep. Wow. I went from yeah. fifth, I went from, I went from fifth yeah. to seventh. So it was sixth grade, really. You were close. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. But I ended my fifth grade year. I spent a month in sixth grade. They moved me up to seventh. No. So I didn't graduate elementary school like everybody else. I graduated elementary school twice. I didn't. <gasps> I don't. So we, so we average out between yeah. us. <laughs> so you like everybody, did a grade again? everybody else out there who has an elementary school certificate or diploma or whatever it is, I don't have one Sixth of those. Sixth grade promotion. Still. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have one of those. I, ha- I went to seventh grade at 11 years old. Aww. And that was socially the worst. That's the worst thing you could ever do. The worst fucking thing that could have ever happened to an eleven-year-old, especially eleven-year-old boy, because boys are stereotypically slower to mature Dumber. than girls. No, <laughs> retarded. In the in the middle school setting, when girls are already kind of like ready to date or like talk about fake dating or whatever, and boys are so far behind, yeah. then you're you're boys either are still in like the fourth grade. They're still <laughs> like let's play basketball, and girls are like I'm wearing makeup, kiss me, and the boys are like What are you talking about? That's how it is and so being even younger than the group of boys but the, the you know? thing is is that i went into junior high school from fifth grade and i killed it i was still <laughs> advanced i was still ahead of my classmates I killed it. Nice. i should have skipped another grade based upon my grades well but then you would have <laughs> but been, then it would have been just hell. showing off yeah and then by the time i got 12 year old he's working at a corporation i got to the 10th grade and i said fuck it i was tired i was tired of being that outcast i was tired of all of it I and that's and that's how I got into punk rock and all other shit like that was I just got tired of it. But think but about it: if you hadn't skipped a grade, Mike, you might not have turned no. out with those things. So you were, tra- you might not have found the yeah. stuff you love. You were traumatized by this jump and that that I don't, triggered I you. Call it trauma. I want to call it trauma. <laughs> I would just call it you know ass kickings on a regular basis and everything else. Um, that's not trauma. I just get my ass kicked every day. He but got, here's the thing. He got on but here's and, the other thing know. that happened. It's just like, I, you know, everyone's probably rolling their eyes and saying, oh, he thinks he's gifted. Well, fuck you. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. It's like, <sighs> this sounds so pretentious and dipshitted. Do but it. I'm going to do it. Narcissist. Do you, on a regular basis. And this sounds terrible. And this will be part of my, this is the canceling of producer Mike, right? Mm, that's the title of the episode. <laughs> Dealing with people who are average on a regular basis. It's taxing. It is. It's a hundred percent taxing. I hate small like I actually enjoy this podcast outside of the producer Mike role. I actually enjoy this because you have to think in order to do this, right? I'm not thinking Uh, that much. I know. (laughs) I'm the one that has to listen back to it and mix it. Right. right? Um I hate small talk. Mm Mm-hmm. Like 
Reno, how many times have you and I ran to the public randomly for no reason? It's been like four or five times. Mm-hmm. We look at each other. We're like, sup, dude. Bro hug. How you doing? Great. You? Great. Yeah. Yep. I got shit to do later. You're yeah. not like, wow, it's nice weather today. Never uh, once have you, have you and I market? uttered that. Right? Right. Right? I can't do it. I can't do... And when I have to like teach people regular fucking shit that they should know just by looking at it, it drives me fucking nuts. But I yeah. don't think everybody don't. knows stuff by looking at it the way you assume through your own eyes. No, there are. Th- I would no. argue. I know what you're talking about. No. I know you have a population of you know. No, you, it's not but, just at work. It's everywhere, dude. But it's you, every fucking where. Okay, but you are gifted. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Sit and spin, you dude. Why don't you just skip the grade of life and move right on to the afterworld? I'm in. I'm like, you know, but you you have a... It sounds pretentious the way I made it. I don't know how to say it without sounding like a cunt, No, right? you like, do, th- definitely. But like... Look, it, <laughs> it's true. I don't know how to Here's, say it. No, I don't I, no, know let me, how let me to try say to, it. Let me try to like wife explain this for a second if i may you know <laughs> that's why I, you married this yeah, thing <laughs> mike and i mike and i live together Willingly. obviously I, we've been married for over 15 years and i've known him for longer than that again obviously and there are times where i'm i'm not good at finding my way around a town even this one that i grew up in and moved back to you know i'm not good at like reading a map or like figuring out certain things i get very frustrated and very like easily stressed when I have to problem solve a new thing and there's like pressure and the the potential to like be lost or like be worried or afraid or whatever it really throws me off Mike can go to a place one time and remember not only how to get there from wherever he happens to be but also remember his way around that town whatever useful landmarks there are and things like that he can look at like some new machinery and immediately figure out to use it and if he doesn't figure it out on his own he'll watch something on youtube and instantly understand what the person's doing and then yeah because you can turn figure, the video. Out, no, you but can figure like, out anything on youtube no, it you tells can't. you how to do things. that's what i'm saying you guys are <laughs> both like a, that i'm not like not, that i wouldn't and, say that yeah. it's just about that i think what it is is that show me once and i've got it and that's mm-hmm. what i'm saying is like it is frustrating to not be able to do that and then be in the same room as a person who can so quickly understand it and then you're trying to explain to someone else like just do it like this and i'm like if i could do it like that i would have solved the problem myself you know i wonder what it's like being around people that are smarter than you (laughs) 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 i don't know what that's like (laughs) (laughs) but you guys are both really good at problem solving and you're not easily flustered is what no, I'm saying. I'm very analytical too. Like I get yeah. lost in spreadsheets all the time. I'm, I'm just analytical, like, I'm into it. But I don't. Just I, look for the landmarks, dude. Yeah. No. My, no <laughs> thank you. That's all you got to do. There's a fucking 7 Eleven on the corner. So just I, turn right there. No, okay. <laughs> I might be arguing a point that is maybe in this article and Reno hasn't gotten to yet. But my point is there are people who think that way and they're good at problem solving and the world obviously needs that. And it's like so yeah. easily recognized and like readily rewarded. And then there's people who think like, in a more metaphysical, spiritual, like humanities kind of like linking all the symbolism together and synthesizing information in a different way. And I feel like I'm in that category. So I wonder if this article gets to that. Well, here's the other no. thing that they haven't. <laughs> it does not get to the <laughs> humanities. This is, a, I mean, this is from a math professor. Yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. So like it's through the, uh, through the lens of a old white professor, dude. Right. What does race matter? only white people are mathematicians (laughs) here's the other thing that probably i don't know if it's been considered or not but just because someone has that ability doesn't mean they're going to do anything with it yeah that's that's like the second that and this happens in the school system all the time too 
you know when when i finally was like fuck it i'm not doing all this like a like 4.0 average all this other shit like that my teachers are like we know you could do better and i'm like motherfucker i don't want to go home and do more homework <laughs> yeah like, I, that's the I real mark you, of a smart person I, I don't think you get it it's just like i chose not to it's not that i can't it's that i won't you know yeah. what i mean like that they don't i was putting the middle finger up when yeah. i said that um and that's the thing that, uh, that they're not addressing in this study that they did and all that other stuff Maybe Sometimes they, special do. people don't want to be special. But that's why I, I would love to be dumb. It, it seems like fun and it seems way less stressful. It blissful. seems no, but yeah, bliss. but then you've got smart people yelling at you all the time. Wondering why you can't figure stuff out. But I wouldn't understand them. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's why I was asking Reno if they got to the point in this article where they addressed the kids who did not, you know buy into the whole system of like you got to excel okay i'll excel i'm going to show off i'm going to do great i'm going to be a good citizen and like blah, 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 you know and then so, i was like fuck it they know? talked about like there's a divergence like there's there's kids that are naturally gifted or intelligent and they go on to be really successful and some that don't yeah and so some of the tips that they give if you're trying to foster a child's development and help them become all they can be um, here are some of the things that they suggested. They said, expose the children to diverse experiences. When a child exhibits strong interests or talents, provide opportunities to develop them. It's just offering, right? It's not forcing them. Support both intellectual and emotional needs. And I think shoving someone from 11th grade into middle school is not addressing their social and emotional needs. Yeah, if I needs. went from 11th grade to middle school, yeah. I'd be bummed too. Right, so they, like, they talked about like no child left behind <laughs> and like maybe they should that. be trying to like no. push... Uh, kids, you know, to the next grade level, but you got to take into account too their social and emotional needs. And that was actually a conversation that did happen amongst my parents and like the the school Mm -hmm. administration and everything was just like, this might not be good for him socially. Yeah, but then at some point, weren't weren't they like, maybe after a couple months, did they reevaluate and be like, do you want to go back to fifth grade? Which I guess would be awkward too. No, I don't don't remember anyone ever asking me that. So then they didn't care. And the other thing that I did was all the quote-unquote trauma that i experienced through you know basically being in general population yeah um i internalized it my parents could tell something was going on but i wouldn't Mm -hmm. talk about it so there was nothing they could do Mm -hmm. i internalized it yeah that's why i'm the cunt that i am (laughs) (laughs) but like i said you wouldn't have turned out to the person you ended up if you hadn't done those things it could have been so much more Right. <laughs> or less. Who would have known? Who, who, knows? who knows? Well, you could have been happier. But well, here's what I'm saying. It's impossible to go back and redo it a different way, obviously. But I think what, this is what I was talking about before when I said there are people who like problem solve and they do things that are like recognizably smart and useful to the world. And then there's like a different group that analyzes a person and thinks about them the way that I'm going to do. But you wouldn't have ended up this way like you know knowing how to handle yourself in a fight having like maybe a chip on your shoulder that ended up being useful and protecting you from certain and things humorous. you know what i mean like you kids <laughs> kids who go through shit Worth it. develop a sense of humor sometimes even if it's just like being smart and like being picked on because you're smart or whatever but like it makes your personality different i'll tell you exactly and if you had avoided all that and just marched along in the little line of standardized whatever and gone through fifth grade and sixth grade at the regular I ages grown up a pussy. you might not have no but you you might have been you might have still become, like you say, like the the bitter asshole that you are, but you might not have had like that shade of humor over it that makes you lovable, if I may. 
You she might only have just says become this a di- because it costs us half our shit if we get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You know, he might not have had that kind of sense of humor if he hadn't mm. gone through. And any, you know, you in the same what? sense, all of us with our different experiences that we might have hated at the time, it makes you who you are, and that's you want valuable. It, I think it really taught me out of everything else. Was it taught me? It taught me to be okay with loneliness. I think. Yeah. It taught me that I don't like. The Lone Rangers. No, it, it's 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 really. It taught me that I, I don't need people around. Yeah, but it's, then you got married, so just well, jokes I found, on you. I found one that was nice, <laughs> you know. So I mean, but it taught me complete self to be completely self sufficient. Yeah, and that's a useful that's, skill to have. And that that's one of those things. Like I mean, there was no coddling at that point. Yeah. Like 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 Band-Aid got ripped off. On one mo- one moment I'm playing butts up on uh, during recess. The next moment I'm getting shoved into a fucking locker. And there's a lot of other fucked up things I won't say on this podcast. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's like stuff like that. It was like it was the most rudest awakening an 11 year old boy could have gotten mm-hmm. in the public school system. Well, I feel like there's worse things. That Maybe. Yeah. But Maybe. Yeah. But for the the world that I lived in when I lived in it, yeah, that was fucked up. But it taught me survival, and it taught me to be self-sufficient, and it taught me not to count on anybody yeah. for anything. I'm not saying that to you. Just no, stop I know. getting I'm, offended. I'm not being offended. <laughs> I'm trying to, Did I'm I need trying to give that a trigger out. warning? No, I'm like, trying to figure out how to segue to the next thing Go as you're for talking. It. No, no, I'm just, there, you know, finish your point. He's got another point. There's, yeah. there's about five more uh, takeaways from the study. So, you know, supporting intellectual and emotional needs of the kids, um... Uh, so providing opportunities for interests and talents um, help children to develop a growth mindset by praising their effort, not their ability. I really like that strategy yeah. in general a education. Mindset, you know, big. Yeah. yeah, encouraging children to take intellectual risks and to be open to failures that help them learn. Um, yeah, be wearing, being aware of labels to not identify them as gifted because that could be an emotional burden. I feel that burden. <clears throat> Traumatizing. Work with teachers to meet your children's I'm like needs. Half joking. <laughs> Smart students often need more challenging material, extra support, or the freedom to learn at their own pace. But you know, for a fucking middle school teacher or high is, school teacher, they've got fucking two hundred kids. They're not going to write two hundred different. Yeah, curriculums but this for, is technically like advice students. for parents too, right? So yeah. the parents should be involved, not to get political about it. But like, dude, the school system is doing what they can. But I got, I got a bone to pick with that too, though. Yeah. Like, it's like let them learn at their own pace. We're we're completely negating the the, the how human nature it does have a lazy streak. I, I think um, that's I a, think I think AI is going to be a big game changer uh, for education because I think AI is going to be able to just what we assess. need the Terminator teaching our kids. No, yes. it's going to be able to assess Actually. the assignments and assess your work, like especially for like math. It's, it'd be very easy for a math program to assess like, okay, you're ready to move on to the next math lesson. But kid B over here is not. So kid A is going to get this math lesson today, and yeah. kid B is going to get this math lesson, and it can just be a computer program in everyone's own computer. Giving example yeah. problems, giving you example lessons, and it'll be, be much much better at uh, customizing, tailoring a math lesson to thirty kids versus just giving all the same math lesson yeah. week after week. But I think, I think AI stuff would be really good at that at least for math it would but it just scares me to think of like how how good ai is getting and then how many 
human things it can start doing, which then of course, you know, displaces us, not just from jobs, but like careers and like things to do and grow and develop after you're an adult and you're done with your own schooling. A lot of people have jobs they really do enjoy. A lot of Mm -hmm. teachers do enjoy their job. And if AI starts to take that over, not only is our economy going to be fucked, but like our ability to like find self-worth during the day might be I can find Disrupted. a thousand other ways to find self-worth versus teaching dumbass kids how to do three plus four. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, no, no, if yeah, AI yeah. takes... What that's if only AI, because you've actually AI had to became, do that. You, yeah. you, no, yeah. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. You two speak from experience. It's kind of like tongue in cheek, but like, I know there right. are some teachers who love it. If AI started teaching yeah. yoga or yeah. doing acro yoga retreats, yeah. <laughs> <with> <laughs> you go for it. Somehow without yeah. a body, I don't know. No, but, I get it. But yeah. I, you know, at the same time, if you go back you know, a hundred years ago at the, you know, at the industrial revolution and like all of a sudden now jobs are being automated. Like, Oh no, what are we going to do now that like we can make tables 10 times faster? What are we going to do for the economy? What are we going to do for jobs now that machines and factories can pump them out faster than we could? It's like we evolved. We, we adjusted to it. We changed and we have a hell of a lot more free time now than we did just a few uh, generations ago. We so do. I, I do I'm not experience this. I'm looking forward to having this. a 30 hour work week no, or know. a 20 hour work week or a 10 hour work week. But and fuck it, we'll have to figure out how to adjust the economics of it. Okay. We'll still be just as productive mm. with less work. Here's I'm I know we've it. had this conversation before, but I feel like there's, there's a point if you make like a, a graph, like a, a line graph, you know, of this, there is a point where the the convenience of AI and like the efficiency of things moves beyond us having like a more relaxed, healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And we get into the area of like, we're lazy fucks, like an idiocracy. You yeah, know? for sure. So I don't know. I feel like that, that yeah. would happen to most people. I think mm-hmm. that would be the, you know, default response. Yeah. But you mm-hmm. got to dig into why there are people that exist like that and why we're consistent. And why are we getting rid of it? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Jesus, but, like, <laughs> totally joking. Like, like go touch but back. Like I you and I, you, the three of us, were talking about that uh, fucking no child left behind thing, and how it's mm-hmm. actually a detriment to people's development. Like, you can't. What was I going to go with that? You said okay, Hitler, and then yeah, it's just. <laughs> I kind of wanted to touch on that again because we're talking about like pushing these smart kids and pushing everything. No one's doing anything to push the ones that are would have been left behind. No one's doing anything to push them. Well, that might be an exaggeration that no one's doing anything. There's a lot of but people it, doing it, shit. Okay, but. well, go down, the, go down the rabbit hole of the um, rationale and thought process. We've changed our curriculum for them. We did not right, change... Right, exactly. We're slowing down... Oh to so, pick up the stragglers like in the, the weakest general links. And, you know, and that's the yeah. thing, and yeah. that's our public school system across the board, right? That is oh. that is the public school system across the board. So we have this study about all these smart, gifted kids and all this horse shit like that that we're talking about, and we're like, well, how do we push them? And it's just like, well, we used to. Mm-hmm. We used to have gate programs. We used to have specialized we schools. We still have that. It's just harder. It's think, harder to, to get find into. Him. But it, it's yeah, uh, like think. if you're changing all the programs to celebrate the dumb, and I'm, I know that's the mean way of putting it, right? But if you're changing all the programs to celebrate that, not necessarily celebrate, but make that the standard, yeah, then you have no business really talking about pushing the gifted, because mm-hmm. you haven't focused on that in forever. And it shows in this society that we live in that you have not wow. focused on that whatsoever. So you got to start. You got to. 
you really you have to start right then and right there if you want to start you know encouraging the gifted you want to start start pushing that up and seeing how far they can go you have to stop catering to the non-gifted and then to play devil's advocate what do you do when you got uh an increase of like one percent dumb and now you got five percent dumb they're just being left behind and now you got then they can repeat a grade like every like they used to guess what but that that just then they can drop out i mean and and get (laughs) whatever job they get when they drop out i mean i know it sounds harsh in 2023 to look at things like that but that's how shit was and the the thing was is it was effective you either passed or you failed right yeah but then when you failed what happened you had to either redo it you did it again the same thing that you couldn't do before in the exact same way that didn't work then try harder no sometimes it's not (laughs) about that is a big thing sometimes it's not about trying harder i'm just saying going back to where reno and i used to work sometimes that wasn't enough yes and no yes and no i'm not talking you guys you guys tutored a very specialized group yeah right very special very very medium special i'm trying to be nice here (laughs) god damn it we're not i know (laughs) no we are we are you guys tutored a very specialized group i'm talking about general population right you know well but they're in the general population but they're no they're not no they can't be special in general at the same time i know what you're saying but i'm also here's what i'm saying the general ed like a regular public school classroom has kids like reno and it has kids like who we used to work with all in the same classroom you know what i mean so you can't they are in the general population they are in the general curriculum so that's it like I'm you can't so, you know. i'm sorry i go back to survival of the fittest yeah so and when I they know, don't pass high school what do they do where do they work how do they there's jobs out there that i know they're not glamorous i know that with everyone trying to push minimum wage up to 40 dollars an hour which is don't get me started because i am 40 <laughs> well eventually you know i'm being a he's dick, exaggerating huh? Dang, i'm like yeah i want that 40 dollar minimum wage i know but, you know i mean i'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry. I really am. Yeah. No, I'm just being I, double I really feel bad I agree if with you, you. If you genuinely cannot figure it out. But the thing is, is that if you're not fit enough to pass high school, then you're not fit enough to enter a job where your work fucking matters. Yeah. You're not fit enough. Like, that's... And I'm not trying to talk shit about our armed forces because there's plenty of smart people in it, but... <laughs> At the, I was, okay, but, I, but mm, at the same time, mm. they're going to have a curriculum that's going to that's going to fast track your ass yeah. through basic training and everything else. It's going to change. It's it's going to reprogram you, yeah, to a certain extent, right? And I'm not saying that people maybe that jo- that's what the school system is missing. Armed forces programming, not, not that. It's just that it's going. It it takes a different. It takes a different approach to something. That couldn't necessarily be done in school. And I'm not saying armed forces are for stupid people. That is completely not what I'm saying. No, here. I wasn't. I didn't think you were saying that. Know, my objection know, was more. I know, but someone wants to spin no, my words. No. It's just how it is. My objection was more like, if if you're not capable enough to pass high school, the last thing you should be doing is signing a contract that says, I know I could die for my country if I mess up. But that could be your you know last I mean? chance. Like, you don't have the... That could be your last chance no, because you sure as fuck aren't getting into things like medical. Like, you sure as fuck not getting into science. You're sure as fuck not getting into math. But there are other jobs get, you could do, like mail sorting. You know, like there's even stuff that, that requires attention to detail that you didn't show when you were in high school. All right, 
I'm just saying. And I'm sorry. I really am. I feel bad for you if that's the, if that's where you ended up. But some fellas are lucky and some ain't. Mm. So, and the, the other thing is, is let's point something out here. What you can't do with smarts, you can make up for with an effort. And yeah. that's something and that a lot of people fucking and lack. Creativity. Yeah, here we go. Are we talking about influencers? No. No. We're talking about You're just how, segueing, right? Yeah, yeah, we're segueing. Fucker. We are going to look at the differences. We were kind of talking about this just now. Right. The brain differences, basically, between highly creative people and non-creative people. Now, I'm going to say right off the bat, I have a problem with the term non-creative because I feel like everybody is creative. Right. Not highly creative, but like... It's there's no such thing but it's there's fluid. no such thing as non-creative i i I'm know creatively some non-creative fluid. people can yeah. you describe a behavior of a non-creative per- like how did you know they were non-creative what they sort can of only, thing they can only do what you tell them to do like they can't they can't create something on their own did you try saying be creative and then would they <laughs> i did not ask them to try <laughs> to be creative maybe i should try that yeah um yeah, from what I've I Nina read this one mostly. I'm just kind of skimming through it. Basically. Oh, I was just gonna say I didn't read this one, so I hope you did. Oh, what? but I, I can. You I, read I, it. No, I can creatively fucking figure it out. <laughs> okay, watch so, this shit. No, no, no. I got okay, this. we're gonna out creative each other. Ready oh, go. Man. Okay, you, go so ahead. they said they looked at the brains of creative people versus non-creative people. The creative people had different wiring. They said like their the the brain signals didn't take the the usual path they use all these like paths and roads metaphors yeah. like they take a different path they like take their own road neural pathways and it's like what do you actually mean by that what is was this the own road that they're taking but i think what they're saying is the the neural connections the 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 typical uh you know brain firing stuff you don't really you see it differently in creative people their their brains don't work as efficiently as the non-creative person does yeah um, maybe it takes them a little longer to do things and they use a different pattern, but they're creative in how they see things or how they solve things. The part that bothered me was when they said like highly creative people will bypass more commonly used hubs in the brain, like a neural pathway. People yeah. who are not creative would definitely go boop, 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 like across three points. Mm-hmm. And maybe a creative person would skip one of those hubs. And I'm kind of like, but I want to know what that hub is. Why can't I go there just to see what it's like? Yeah, this article That's doesn't go into many specifics. It doesn't sound like it was written by a smart person, but mm-hmm. maybe by a creative Sick person. Per- oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's a compliment or not. Yeah. Journalism with no child left behind. Right. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Actually, I mean, I don't know. Like, well, if I, everything I, else is changing, so are the people who write these articles. Well, how long is no child left behind? Behind been around since like early 2000s like yeah 2001, no one like got two, rid of it three. or whatever like no nobody like tried to, that? i think it's been modified i'm sure there's like oh, yeah i'm sure it's been modified and <laughs> they look yeah, at but it all and these no child left behind victims are now our journals <laughs> i think it's just clear that we education needs a huge revamp and it's a fucking tricky finicky thing because everyone's education needs are fucking different it's hard to do a one-size-fits-all yeah then how did we pull it off so much before because what we happened didn't. before is people just had us. <laughs> yeah, people had a bunch of dumb fuck yeah, people. Have people, you seen the people that came from generations before us? Right. Yeah, like I, still- but that's my point. It's just like we pulled it off. I mean, they just the dumb fuck people, which we probably shouldn't call them that. But those that weren't <laughs> okay, yeah, those, those that <laughs> my grandparents. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, kidding, damn, bro, love you, grandma. Um, grandma. Yeah, uh, th- th- those people. But that's it. It's just I'm sorry. It's, it goes back to survival of the fittest. Yeah, and we have it really does. And we, they, you know, know something I'm not bagging on janitorial because there's smart janitors out there and everything, but there are opportunities for people that can't excel scholastically. Right. 
So yep. that's where they went. Like, what country is it that fucking has that fucking um? At sixteen, either you test into university Japan. or you go to fucking Japan. trade school. Yeah. Is it Japan? Well, is it Japan's Japan? one of them. Japan, I think. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's why I mean, like, your brain doesn't stop developing until you're like twenty-five. I get that. Well, but it like, does if they're like, like you're done with school at like, sixteen. Get out. You know, like, but it makes sense if you're not going to be scholastically yeah. inclined to do anything more than you've currently done. Mm-hmm. Like, if university isn't your next stop, at least there is a stop for you. Mm-hmm. But I'll say, right? I think, like, I've- we should set it up like instead of no child left behind, we should have something like that. Like, okay, if you can't get the scholastic shit done then let's see if you can get a trade yeah throw them in a trade school because trade i mean that like plumbers electricians they make bank bro okay not to be too cynical but there's a very obvious answer to why we don't do things that way a the school system makes a lot of money it funds itself with attendance the last thing you want to do is cut off the last two years of high school and say everyone's done it wouldn't be cutting off the high colleges make a lot of money too and there's it's a profitable system there's a why in the road and what that maybe the college could be smart enough to implement this. I know I took over your segue. I'm sorry. You're getting pissed over no, there. No, oh, we're talking about this yeah. is the creative neural pathway. But that's the thing. It. It's just like there's a why in the road. And maybe if universities would pull their heads out of their asses and stop charging $20,000 for a half semester <laughs> and implemented something like this, well, they would be even more profitable because that means all the kids that wouldn't go to university are not part of university, right? All the colleges are still yeah. listening. So to listen up, profitable. universities. Create the why in the road. Take over that trade school shit. No, because then trade school will cost twenty thousand dollars a semester. But if you're, but here's the thing: Do you know how much their profits would go up if they took, if they lowered tuition, yeah, and took on all those people that could that aren't good enough for the scholastic <laughs> part of things, but they could learn a trade. And I'm not saying, and I want to go back: electricians and plumbers aren't stupid, no, but maybe they just weren't scholastic. Yeah, scholastically inclined, and if the thing is, is that it gives an opportunity and a possible career to people that wouldn't get it through going through the same shit. So cut this no child left behind shit out and start pushing people where they are going to succeed. Yeah, there you go. I'm well, done. Go good. ahead. And that, that kind of goes <laughs> to the last point, maybe that I wanted to make in this article. I don't know if Reno's done talking about it, but. One of the interesting things they found about highly creative people and the way their brain works is they had more efficient local brain connectivity. That is to say, like they had more efficient, faster moving pathways in their brain, but only when it came to certain conditions. And so it seems like the highly creative people that focus on certain things and have expertise in only a few areas, that's related to their pathways being that way. You know, it's not like their brain can do everything and they're bypassing hubs and like, you know experts in math science art everything like they have a you know narrowed down expertise which i think goes back to what you're saying mike where we should try to look for that more often in the school system is like what are you good at how do we help you keep doing it so in other words they're neurodivergent yes exactly um moving on to the next uh subject uh This one, no segue, huh? (laughs) That was the segue. This is the segue. Well, you got to make it like somewhat mystical. (laughs) Give us a pun. Come on, give us a pun. I don't know if I got a pun for this. Make it (laughs) magical. I definitely. Well, I don't know. I might have several puns or just one pun. I can't really make up my mind about which. (laughs) (laughs) So this next one's about whether or not like mystical experiences are they like a spiritual, metaphysical, positive thing. 
or are they like a psychotic uh, fuck up? Are they? Are you have like a schizophrenic psychotic mystical? Episode? Mystical, like when people like, have like, like supernatural, a, like, yeah, like out of, so, maybe not like an out of body experience, but uh, like when people think that they're talking to God and they think they're a prophet, like that. Yeah, kind of myst- mystical is more like you're. You feel like you're connected with everything. Like you're part of the universe. You're part. You're part of the one. That one thing that you might call like the Holy Spirit or God yeah. or like whatever like you you lose your sense of self you lo- you have a different perspective of, of this is how reality some works dalai lama kind of shit no right, like right. those people so who like, are like i'm perfectly happy all the time i enjoy life to the fullest i'm living my best life and i'm like no you're just schizophrenic that's live laugh love like a mystical experience is often fake shallow happiness a mystical experience is often reported with like on psychedelics we're like yeah i was like one with the universe and i was totally like communing with higher powers or when you're you really just, in the corner pissing yourself yeah. or you're just really high yeah or yeah. or you know like schizophrenic people have similar kind of experiences and you know i think for the most part you could say like these people are not having this highly positive spiritual thing they're having like a meltdown or something's not something's not going right in in their psyche or in their brain but i do i like the idea like I, I don't want to say I don't want to downplay like the intensity of true schizophrenia, but like maybe it would be really cool if our science hasn't gotten to this point yet, and we can't know yet if people who are schizophrenic are actually just like experiencing such intense brain activity that we can't handle yet because we haven't evolved to be able to do it. Like what if that like they're accessing the the parts of the brain that don't normally get used. Yeah, Like maybe they are connected to a higher power or like a a higher energy level or like their own higher selves, but we don't yet have the equipment to deal with that yet. And so it comes out as them being like mentally unwell. Yeah. They're not prepared for like, you can't just throw like a four year old into like the Israeli Palestinian conflict and be like, Hey, why don't you solve this? Like, no, like, (laughs) Humans might be able to solve that, but like a four-year-old can't. Not the right time or place. That's skipping right? so many grades right now. Right, skipping so many grades. Yeah, so like maybe a schizophrenic is like skipping too many grades on the spiritual ladder that and have some trauma over their head. Yeah, I think it would be cool if you know that was the way it was. So, yeah, I mean, like I mean, like you could you could talk to someone who's had a mystical experience and be like, no, dude, you're just you're just tripping. Or you'd be like, no, dude, you were just you were just on mushrooms, dude. That was just the mushrooms talking, or. Or maybe there is something really there. Like maybe it wasn't. I'm not, I am not a, you know, I've never done drugs like that. I can't imagine what it would be like. And I'm not really a fan of the idea of that. But maybe it is a way for your body to temper and your mind to temporarily be able to handle the next level of human evolution. And then the come down is like the price you pay for like pushing your body past its limits, you know? So maybe if that was a thing. You know, I mean... I feel like out of the three of us, you speak more from social experience in this topic. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you run with some people who probably are really bought into that one with the world type of thing. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be, well, I was I'm say, not trying to be derogatory. I just, I'm not for sure. I think I have Asperger's, which means I don't know how to articulate very well. <laughs> but the fact that you can say that means you're aware enough right. to but probably so, not have Asperger's. If, I, if I'm being blunt or whatever, apologies. But the, the thing is, is like you run with some people that probably are closer to that line of thinking and like of becoming one with the universe and mm-hmm. be, and I'm getting the feeling that you think it's kind of bullshit. I'm not trying to call you out. I'm just trying to get your perspective. I think some people are full of shit or like 
it's easy to it's easy to believe in that it's easy to be duped into that or like f- having a sense of feeling of that is it true maybe it is maybe th- maybe we are all connected and uh there is something but why would you just call it duped let me ask you that I'm just I'm just trying to because it's because you can scrabble someone's brains and they would still see see or feel that right like right. you can have people that are clearly like like not right in the head you you can see people that are like talking themselves in the streets right I'm not I wasn't talking about the schizos right like I'm talking about more no. along the person that feels like they've had some sort of experience that made like them, a lifestyle of yeah. like yeah like the, I, but, but it's like usually only when they're high though oh, okay. okay right yeah it's like it's, it's usually not like like oh man I've been training this for like 20 years and I've finally gotten to this meditative state where I can like they use tap the, into the that Konami vibration, code they, right? yeah they're right, up like, up down down left right left right found right, God exactly like what what is that that's a Konami code what is that play from? video games uh, Right, like there, there are some people that have like cracked the code, right? Right. But then there's a lot of people that are just getting like really high, right? And like you can just, you can just get people high and they will experience this thing, right? So, is it a higher power or is it just drugs? It might just be the drugs. Okay. Or maybe drugs are a higher yeah. power, right? And or that's maybe where God called, lives. Maybe the drugs help you tune into the higher power. Well, that's what I was kind of maybe optimistically hoping would be true. It would be cool mm-hmm. if it was like that, you know, because there are cultures and religions and things that use drugs on purpose to get into that like shamanistic state you know so that's part of it for them i just thought you would be more supportive i no, i'm all for it but (laughs) i'm I'm just very surprised you kind of sound almost like me it's a little jaded i guess i've been there done that yeah you kind of like oh everyone's always everyone's been there and been one with the universe i feel like eventually i'm gonna get you to vote for trump no okay (laughs) here's what i will say come to the dark side bro about that like let's get trump no i look but let me make a serious point before we start our like shit talking i'm reading a really good book right now it's called golden and the subtitle is something like the power of silence in a noisy world or something like that it's really good um and i've read books like this before where they make the point that like a lot of the things we do wrong as humans as a group as a society and then as individuals in our own lives is we focus so much on like taking in information and being constantly busy that we forget to absorb and synthesize and analyze not in a not in a like busy way and not in a mathematical way but in like a spiritual way we forget how to take in a moment and just like be and I know that sounds new agey and woo woo and like the kind of thing we were just making fun of but I think the best way to be one with the universe is to just a not talk about how you're one with the universe you know (laughs) be quiet with your own thoughts go somewhere by yourself some place that makes you feel you know calm and open and and things like that and maybe for some people that is drugs i don't know i think for me it's being alone in a forest and just walking should try taking some mushrooms in a forest no i I don't i'm not a fan of that whole do 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 a little microdose take a tiny little bite it's perceptible i don't well let me ask you guys this then like take um because the whole entire actually finding enlightenment one with the universe type of shit like you said, there's the there's a Konami code of dropping some psychedelics, mm-hmm. or there's actual going through like a Siddhartha like experience, like like journey of experiences. 
mm-hmm. that leads them to some form of enlightenment. Would you call that just general knowledge, having been so experienced in so many things, instead of being one with the universe? Like it, yeah. Like being one with the universe might just being well, like well thought, full of experience. You yeah, know, well, wisdom. Re- yeah, wisdom. Think- like it's not necessarily you've become one with God or some higher power or spirituality, mm-hmm. mystical shit. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just, you've just been through hella shit, so you know hella shit. Yeah. I mean, to put it as my common core language. Yeah. <laughs> common crap core. Yeah, but right. it, 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 I mean... Yeah, time and experience leads to but that doesn't, wisdom. But that doesn't make it... But that's the thing. It's just like, I didn't... Even like, that type of situation, we try to put a spirituality on it when necess- it's not necessarily spiritual or mystical. It's just, you've been through a lot of things. Yeah, and I think in this article, they're trying to more than just like a spiritual or mystical kind of outlook versus like a, a mystical experience where like you're in an altered state of consciousness. And you believe that the thing happened. When you're having like a happened, moment where yeah. like reality has shifted and like you, you know, you're on a different plane now. See, I've never experienced anything like, like that. Like the passion of St. Teresa where she had like an orgasmic, you know, experience thinking that God was piercing her with his spiritual soul. Right, right. If you look that up. It's more than just being like, you know, I think what? we're all connected. It, yeah, look it yeah. up. But she's, a, it's an old story. It was from, gotta be like the middle ages of the Renaissance or something when I'm thinking of um, there's a good TED talk of like a woman I think she like had like a stroke and which is obviously physically damaging and debilitating it's like when a part of her brain doesn't get blood and so it is destroyed and she had this like prof- profound like spiritual awakening from it and so like, there's this weird like paradox or like juxtaposition of like is she having a stroke and like a schizophrenic break? But she said it's like the most profound, uplifting, positive spiritual experience ever. Yeah. You know, so like there's there's this there's this weird yin yang kind of thing happening with these altered states of consciousness, these spiritual experiences or mystical experiences, and they're like the same coin of like a schizophrenic psychotic episode here's the thing i like and don't like about science like we know how brain chemistry works or we we know up to the point we are now in our scientific advancement basically we can analyze the brain chemistry and explain what exactly chemically made her feel that way but i think that also ruins the idea of like maybe the stroke she had dismantled some of her like everyday reality rote routine kind of thinking and it broke that barrier down so she could experience something magical but Mm -hmm. if we look at her brain chemistry we could just be like "Mm, no this thing malfunctioned and that chemical reaction happened and therefore she thought she was having this experience or feeling this way but it was just chemistry right exactly it's just is it an illusion is it this fake experience right like is it almost like a vr type experience we could throw someone in in a sensory deprivation tank and strap them with vr goggles and it feels 98 percent real and like that's I the, do want to do a sensory deprivation. Next take six one degrees day. Uh, <laughs> field trip. <laughs> we come back in here and we're like, we haven't been outside this cave in a year. We haven't seen any light. We haven't talked to anyone. I read a, there was an article of someone who recently did yeah. that. Yeah, she was yeah, in a yeah. cave for five hundred days. Yeah, five hundred days. And I she going to say years. When they took her out, <laughs> she really thought that she was only in it for like hundred and eighty days yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah. Like it was something very like she just kind of time stopped mattering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to maybe experience that. Was, I want to live in a cave. <laughs> maybe yeah. she did journey to God in those days yeah, and she was, really thought it was only a fraction because she, she wasn't of, here for the other 400. She got a lot of reading done. Yeah, um, that sounds great. Doesn't that sound amazing? It sounds great. You like, don't have to deal with the average 
dumb fuck. Like my <laughs> whole like, sleep in, sleep in. There's, There's no not... sun. You don't know when you're <laughs> it's like this guy that's amazing. <laughs> it's like a six days a week I work right. There's this yeah that's right. You guys are getting me on my day off. You motherfuckers feel lucky. Mm. Um, to experience a situation where time is no longer of the essence. Like I just I th- yeah. thought maybe I was on 180 days. Nah, bitch, you were there in there for 500 days. Well, going back to you, and you didn't even realize it was that long. That sounds like how many people are actually going to be able to experience that? But you can make your brain believe that. I know it's hard and I know it, you know, whatever, but like your brain is capable of doing a lot of stuff that you just tell it to believe, you know, and you can, there's a reason why time feels like it goes faster on a weekend or it moves faster when you're like approaching a deadline you've been dreading. And there's a reason why time feels like it's moving slower when you're anxious to get somewhere and the thing you're at is taking forever or whatever. Like, you can tell your brain to perceive things in different ways if you just like you know meditate long enough to achieve wisdom or take a bunch of drugs <laughs> i bet she became siddhartha in that fucking cave maybe there are a lot of like hermits live in caves on that on that path are there any hermits that don't live in caves <laughs> <laughs> i would you know what i, I got i got kind of went down a rabbit hole for a while there too on youtube where i was watching these motherfuckers they bug out and they go build a cabin in the woods. Mm, yeah. And just are off the grid. I mean, yeah. on the grid enough that obviously they have some way of uploading this like, video still on right. YouTube. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not really. <laughs> but just the idea of being able to go out someplace. Yeah. And I think just once be, they're done building, they, you know, yeah, they are. There's like an element of I have unplugged from all the things that make me miserable. Mm. And now it's just me. This pile of meat that I have to cook on a fire. Yeah. Maybe a dog or a cat. And everything else is gone. Yeah, but you got no means... more excuses for being miserable. Uh, <laughs> except for yourself. If you're miserable well, at this point, it's you, motherfucker. That yeah. sounds great, except I wouldn't want to live completely alone. You All know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, I'd well, want another person. I know. And that'd probably be me, I guess. <laughs> well, we did get married, so I would assume so, yeah. But yeah, I think, I, I you know. Need, I need a variety of people to be happy. I can't be around the same person day in, day out, like... Yeah, you, you go crazy just being by yourself, having just one other personality to bounce things off. Oh no, of. I like her. Maybe you have I, to be. You can have like friends yeah. and stuff, but yeah. like you know, I right, think no. Like I would go create. Like I think I, marriage works like, for certain people, and like it's not going to work for other people. Are you yeah. knocking yeah. our marriage, motherfucker? No, no, no. no I'm saying, like, saying he wants to be polygamous. Living, going off and living <laughs> in the woods, like I get the romanticism of that. Of like yes, just withdrawing from society, no more complications. I get to live a natural life. I get up when I want. I just do the basic, simple life stuff. I'm in nature, but I think there's a lot to be gained from like experiencing lots of different cultures and lots of different personalities and lots of different social situations that like tease out more of the human experience. Whereas if it's just you and maybe one or two other mm. personalities around you, like you're you're gonna miss out on what like language and literature and yeah and all this stuff has to offer that but maybe you've experienced so much of that that you're ready to bug yeah, out yeah i feel like at maybe, the end of your life you want to or you know yeah. you could have that cabin where only you live there but like you could go to, into cities and towns and travel the world and everything else all the time and then come back to your retreat you know you don't right, have to I'll stay have two houses that. yeah that'll be, that'll be no, the day one house and then you just travel a lot maybe the cabin is cheap because it's in the middle of nowhere and you built it yourself so you have all this money to experience the world and be with people and whatever it would be nice it would be very nice indeed. Yeah. 
You probably wouldn't have any imposter syndrome if you had that life going on. I feel like, or oh, maybe this you sounds would. Like another buzzword. Maybe you would. Well, that's yeah. why I like this article, though, because at first I did not want to do it specifically because of the title. I was telling Reno before we turn on the microphones. I get really tired of um, this phrase, and I'm sure everyone listening has come across it at one point, or maybe said it or felt it about yourself. But people will say. If, if they feel like they're just like a regular person and they have like any measure of success in a thing they're trying to do, whether it's like becoming uh, in charge of everyone at a company, like becoming CEO or like being an artist and like having a successful sale of a piece you never thought you would, whatever, being a musician and performing at like some big shot concert hall, people will say, I'm experiencing imposter syndrome. And what they mean is they didn't think that they would ever be that successful. And the subtext of that statement is they didn't believe they were worth enough to be that successful and so that's the part that mike is currently rolling his eyes at and i always roll my eyes at but i think just like the article we opened with this phrase is so overused that people forget what it means and it's become just like this trendy buzzword on social media and maybe it didn't start out that way and it doesn't have to mean that mike i know you're gonna say something so these people (laughs) (laughs) these motherfuckers they learned they took their learning. They mm-hmm. put it into action. Yeah. They were effective. Mm-hmm. They achieved their goals. Yeah. They were rewarded for said goals. Yeah. And that's and where they have it a fell complex apart. about it. That's why I'm saying to Reno <laughs> before, like, I don't understand. And it annoys me. I get like a visceral reaction to this because oh, personally in my what own is, life, what you know, is with everyone. So now? if you guys, if you listeners out there have listened to our podcast, um, you know, regularly, First of all, thank you. And second of all, you'll know most of our background of the three of us who do this podcast. We all have day jobs and I feel like we're all really creative and we try to keep up our creative pursuits. When I sell a piece as an artist, I'm not like, oh my God, I shouldn't have been able to do that. No, motherfucker. I worked really hard. I went to school for art. I've been trying to get my art career as it is off the ground while I am working like full time at like an hour commute away no the last thing i'm gonna do is be like oh i don't feel like i earned the success no i earned it bitches you know you know what i think is really going on here? <laughs> wants to, wait Rena uh, wants I to say devil's all right yeah, go, Rena, go, go ahead gonna, okay. Okay. i want to grab something to drink while you okay. do this that means right. he's gonna ignore what you're gonna say no no, no i'll hear him okay. i'll hear him yeah all right we are podcasters so are we on the same level as like joe rogan god podcasting? damn it yes we are yeah no f- no Rena, i'm joking oh. you know i'm joking so yeah but in some ways we are, some ways we aren't, right? Okay. So like, we, we have you just admitted that you have an imposter feeling. You don't feel like you are at the same caliber of podcasting as Joe Rogan is. Yeah. Though we are both. He's a podcaster. You're a podcaster. You're both podcasters. You guys are on the same level playing field. When people say Joe Rogan, someone else will be like, I know who that is, come and on, most people mm-hmm. will not know who I am. Dexter, come on. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're like right. So and then like for for, for an an artist, let me answer that. Artist, no wait, like, he's gonna okay. All right. So yeah. artist is such a very vague general term, but you feel like you're on par with other artists, or do you feel like you're not as good as other artists? I don't think I'm not as good. I think that there are certain things that I haven't learned yet. There are certain things you can only learn and develop as you get older and you try more kinds of art, Mm -hmm. do more art events, display at like bigger and further away galleries, that kind of thing. So I don't feel like I don't have the potential to be as good as them, but they have different experiences I haven't yet accumulated. But you can understand how some artists feel like, man, like 
I don't feel like I'm as good as the artists at this convention or at this at this art show. Like, yeah, but I, oh, I thought like, you meant as good as like you're oh, valuable as an artist. Like, but, no, I no, feel like, like there like, are people who are better at art than me. Definitely. Right. No, no, so, no, yeah. no. You're you using feel, a, you're so, using a subjective medium here. That's though. why well, he's well, devil's advocate. But that's that's the whole thing. Like, that's how the devil works. Subjective. So like, yeah, not everything. Oh, okay, yeah. but um, <laughs> so. I mean, you can understand like uh, a young kid coming in playing a show. Maybe they're open. They're the opening band for your act, and like, man, I can't believe I'm I'm here at this at this venue playing a real rock and roll show. I can't believe I'm here like doing real rock and roll shit. I can't believe I'm actually here. You can understand how they feel like that's why not they Im- feel like that. That's not yeah. No, I know he's working though. his way. To, I right, feel that, like he's, he's that, building up. That I would that call is that. essentially what imposter syndrome is. They feel like they they aren't good enough to be what, where they're at. Yeah, but I think there's a difference between saying, I can't believe it, in the way that you're like, I'm so excited that I got here and it's almost surreal that I did, versus people who take it to another level and they say, like the equivalent of, I am not worthy of this experience. I know that I'm good at what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. like emotionally and psychologically, I don't accept the fact that I got here on my own. It must be, this is this is like the background of the imposter syndrome. Like it must be a trick. The people who are judging me must not know what they're talking about. The people right. who awarded this this like ribbon to me are, they they just like, they knew my mom or like something, you know, like I people bamboozled will- bamboozled them somehow. Yeah, yeah. people yeah. will talk them out of it. If knew how bad our podcast is, they would not be publishing this. <laughs> alongside joe rogan's and podcast. i think i mean so you know yeah i feel like that is a, a different level than just saying like i can't believe i'm here you know well, i didn't expect this okay i'm gonna argue with you on a couple things yes all right compare us to joe rogan again ask me what you asked nina uh do you feel like we're on the same level as joe rogan is as a podcaster no right right but there's certain things in the that play into that Right? Number one, Joe Rogan had a very successful acting career before he went into podcasting. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he already had his name. The three of us have not earned our name. Number two. You don't think we've earned our name? No, I don't think so. We put in just as much time as Joe Rogan. No, we have not. Absolutely not. You want to know why? Because we go months and months without an episode. We are not consistent in any shape or form. We might have quality material. Mm-hmm. But if you're not consistent with it, you're not going to you're not going to retain an audience. That's our yeah. biggest problem. So while our our quality of material is subjective, whether or not it is as good or worse than Joe Rogan, right? Right. It's subjective. People are either going to yeah. be way more interested in this or way more interested in Joe Rogan or think both are equal or be like, I like Joe Rogan sometimes or I like Six Degrees sometimes. If somehow we're part of a Venn diagram mm-hmm. of his fans and our fans, right? <laughs> So no, I I, I I have zero imposter syndrome over the fact that I mean we've mm-hmm. had, if you log in we have something like ten thousand listens on our podcast. Do we? Yeah. Oh cool. That's why it, it pains me when you guys go a year without recording. I'm just like the fuck you doing? We could be doing something rad. Um, I was living in a cave. Sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> But yeah, dude, I mean, the, the thing that kills me is just like, if you've done all the work to be successful and then you gain success and then you have a fucking complex about it, then fuck off. Well, and I but think this- maybe complex is maybe not the, the right word and syndrome's not the right word either. And they mentioned this article, you're having an imposter experience. Like yeah. you feel like, so like, you know, I teach a lot of things. Like I teach like partner acrobatics and I teach like yoga. Sometimes you go up in the front of the class, like I can't believe... I'm teaching these people these things. There's way more qualified people and more experienced people to be, 
people to be teaching these things, they're being bamboozled by this like yeah. semi-qualified person. That's that's the imposter experience. That's the imposter feeling. To call it a complex, to call it a a, a trauma or like an actual syndrome is is not the right word. Yeah. Which is and which is why say, this word gets thrown around a lot. But it's yeah. the feeling like like people always say like adulting right like adulting is like a, a I hate that term right like right, I'm really adulting today right because you feel like oh wow like I'm doing like some big responsible thing that's like you're supposed above to and beyond yeah. right? Right, it's exactly. not above and beyond it's your role in society right and it's the same thing it's like sometimes you do this big fucking badass thing you give this big presentation or you're in this big event or you've been asked to do this big thing maybe you get asked to officiate someone's wedding I don't know <clears throat> but it feels like wow like this is this is big. This might be a little bit over my head. This yeah. is like out of my my room of comfort. And I think that's what the imposter experience is. Is like, wow, I I don't know if I'm really cut out to be officiating this wedding or to like be giving this like talk or if I should be like given this thing in this venue or whatever. I yeah. think that's what they mean by the imposter syndrome or imposter experience. Mike, Mike has a problem so, with the, so, Just Mike has a problem with this because he doesn't experience, he doesn't experience anxiety. No, he doesn't experience anxiety. He doesn't he at least outwardly show when he feels like he's never not felt confident. You know, right, and, so, and then my favorite quote in here is how they describe presence. Uh, hold on, I wait, wait, Mike, just let it, just let it, just let us get to the whole thing about this imposter syndrome is saying like, <laughs> what you need to do is just have Sorry. like a calm, cool confidence about it. Like you just need to be confident in yourself. Like you don't have to be like so sure of yourself and like uh, egotistical, but like just be confident. Like practice what you do and you know fucking stand up for what you're doing and be confident that you yeah. are doing what you're supposed to be doing and then you won't feel that way and the antidote to feeling like an imposter is something that at least in this article they say presence and i do like this quote that um someone throws out here and they say presence is confidence without arrogance yes. so instead of being you know at the head of a room teaching a group of people how to do something and feeling like you're not qualified to teach it because there's always going to be someone better than you at what you're doing. And I think the sooner in life you realize that and accept it, the happier you'll be in whatever endeavor you're attempting, you know? But if you're up at the head of a room and you're teaching a group, instead of being like, oh my God, there's so many more people who are more qualified. I'm not good enough. Why am I doing this? Just be like, well, all these people expect that I will be able to teach them something. That's pretty cool. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. That's Mike, all I have to do. I can't put my finger on Mike it, but it pisses so me pissed. off. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to ramble for a second here, but it's going well, to, I'll, I'll, I'll make it as, fuck you. <laughs> God damn it. This is why I want to live in my own cabin. No, this is why you love me because I'm funny. <laughs> See? Confidence without arrogance. That's <laughs> There's a, I can't. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make this as cohesive as possible. Okay. Well, we'll pray for you. Trigger. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Tra- thoughts and prayers. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Trauma. Mm-hmm. Spectrum. Taxes. No. Imposters. All these. these the, all these fucking words. Mm-hmm. Right. I like. Why are there so many of these things all of a sudden? Why are we? Why? It, the fuck are you doing with my root beer <laughs> it looked good you know what i will say because we got pizza as a group sorry guys reno.exe has stopped working i don't usually like root beer oh but God. since we have pizza in the room i really wanted it 
it's diet root beer it's not even real root i know beer. but i didn't want caffeine and that's so, the answer the, the, like thoughts of press imposter syndrome uh gaslighting all these these words it's just these little fucking everybody has found a way it's almost like pop punk emo punk hardcore punk new wave oh it's just like there's why is something there's all these little fucking weird genres of dipshittery now mm-hmm. well, that really just like why do we have all this shit now this didn't fucking 10 years ago this didn't even exist well and people, it did we uh, just didn't call it things and well, talk about it well maybe that's the point that's what i think yeah we, maybe that's the point is that we went from maybe not knowing what it was to have to now having these gigantic fucking spotlights on it <laughs> and then people yeah. start adapting it as part of their identity well that's i true. have tr- identity that's that's it that's, it's, they it's adapt the it as part of their identity when it shouldn't be adapted as part of your fucking identity it should be like i have this thing about me i'm working on it's not who yeah. I am, though. And not yeah. everybody needs to know about it, either. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can work on it without yeah. telling us updates on yeah. Facebook every five like, minutes. Like, people we- identify as their, uh, let's just say, as their fucking weakness. Why would you do that to yourself? Well, because, Mike, Why? some if people, you- now I know you're not familiar with this, but some people do have weaknesses. No, I they have do. weaknesses. <laughs> I, have we- I would say my biggest weakness oh. is not being uh, able to understand other people's weaknesses. I would agree with that. All right. Yeah. So that's a weakness, uh, is it article, not? Everything we picked in here is an attempt to, of us to but, show you other people's weaknesses. But, but I don't identify as that weakness. I don't take it. I don't, I don't mourn it. I don't, it's like, I'm not a martyr. I'm not martyring it and well, all this other shit like, like that. That's what I don't understand about think, all this shit. I think a mystical experience would help people break free of this identity that they have about themselves, this yeah. limitation. Like, I am a Leo, or I am a traumatized hey, hey, hey. person. Get or, calm down with the astrology <laughs> shit talking there. Um, right, like, no, but we, we have these identities. Like, I am a musician. Uh, I am this kind of person. I'm a husband, and I'm a this, and I'm a that. And, like, that is, like technically true that is uh but a those are like, but, or like but we're so much more multifaceted and fluid than that so we can't say like i'm a rachel <laughs> i'm a ross we're okay but we're, i'm gonna argue with you on that one you just said i'm a musician i'm a husband i'm a operations manager i'm a yoga instructor i am an artist i am a podcaster a podcaster i am a politician these are identities through action learned things people like identities through inaction now you have learned to be a musician you have learned to be a podcaster you have learned to be an artist you have mastered artistry you have mastered yoga you have mastered being like in my field being an operations manager in a supply chain or a musician or a musician you have mastered arts you spent the time to learn this therefore you brought that into you as part of an identity these other things are not identities these are not things that you learned and made a part of yourself these are things that you think have been done to you injustices that have been done to you or syndromes that you have that you are now adapting as part of your identity instead of and that's the thing it's just like being a yoga instructor right you have you, I have watched you perform at Crest. You have a legion of people that follow you. Legion. And, and you look, know people all you, over the world. You know people all over the world. It's You've cool. been to parts of places all over the world. You have gone and gone to conferences to do instruction. Nina, you are part of two art groups in this 
in this community that we yeah, live list in. my accolades. You, Keep them coming. You have studied this at school. You have done these things. These are things that weren't done to you. I've you also been published did. in a magazine in the United Kingdom. There so. you go. Ooh. You also have a work that's been published out in a book that you can buy online. Oh, you yeah, that's to, right. I forgot. Yeah. See, I don't think about, like... Because I'm th- just looking at the next thing I can do. But these are things that... So you made part of your identity through action and learning and achieving goals being like these buzzwords that people are Mm. adapting as these are what you guys have done are very positive things and you mike but i'm gonna look at your shadow you're not doing any shadow work right (laughs) you can look at your shadow all you want my shadow is fucking huge because all right look i'm gonna i'm gonna devil's advocate your devil's advocate point by saying that was a devil's uh, advocate that was black and white okay well i'm just gonna interrupt you but i was trying to be nice about it like i'm saying the three of us well i don't know about reno but like i definitely know about me and mike i think that we wouldn't have been able to create the things we did if we hadn't had a bunch of like experiences that affected us negatively i don't think my art would be the way it is like my my like personal art not like the greeting cards i sell and advertise and things like those are fun and i love them and i put a different part of myself into them but like the pieces that i make personally i don't think i would have come up with if i hadn't had all of these things that now have names and syndromes and they're like popular buzzwords and like, you know, maybe not all the things we've listed today, but definitely some of them I feel like I've experienced personally. And I think maybe the three of us have, you know, your like I don't think people who are perfectly happy can make good art. Okay. So your experiences shape the person that you are, right? Yeah. That's what you're trying to say uh, right well, there. But the, you know, but now but, these experiences can be classified into new terms we weren't used to having growing up. I know, but my, I guess my problem with these terms is that instead of being an artist or a yoga master or any of these fucking things, right? They're not empowering words. They're negative. They're yeah, neg- that's not true. only are they negative words, but they're at the forefront of their identity versus the things that they should be projecting as their identity, right? Yeah. Half of confidence is fake it till you make it, right? No one is born, very few people are born just confident out of the womb, right? Yeah. The, the, the confidence is a learned skill. But they're good at Now, personality plays into it. I get that. But confidence can be, is primarily a learned skill because if you aren't good at things, you're not going to be confident when you're in there. But the more you do it, the more confident that you get, right? All these terms breed this weird, in, un- unconfident, meek type of fucking person. And they're put they're portraying this as the forefront of their identity instead of portraying what they should be confident in. Well, I think part of it might be like you know, if, if you fake it till you make it. If you well, but this is kind of like the opposite. In a way, it's like almost more effective of faking it till you make it kind of approach because what's happening is people are saying, I have all of these disorders, syndromes, tendencies, hangups and things that make it really hard for me, harder for me than it is for you, you know, to do a thing. And so that way, when they finally do the thing, everyone is like so amazed they were able to do it. It comes across as this like super heroic effort. And we're like, oh my God, you made it. I'm so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. When it was really just like them leaving their house to check the mail or something, you know, but it appears like a real triumphant kind of act. And so it's sort of like, the fake it till you make it thing they're turning it on the on its head and being like look how amazing i am for doing this thing and everyone is like amazed go man you've got a thought nina and i've had the uh, fucking spotlight sorry, for a minute oh, so much there's so much there to unpack rena's tired already 
his one yeah, time. Yeah, this is almost our two-hour podcast. Let's move on to okay. the next article. Oh, so that was... <laughs> Reno's thought is hurry up, you Getting assholes. Tired and, you know, you know, I don't really get good sleep every night, so... Oh. Um, at first, I thought this next article was about the different stages of sleep. How you get, like, deep sleep, light sleep, We can all, We can segue sleep. to that one. Um, but... Oh, where are we going if you, to the If you want to segue to the sleep, you've already segued. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Especially if you're um, actually tired, we should just segue. This, <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time. This was a systemic, uh, systematic review of sleep data from more than 100,000 people in the UK, where Nina's published. Um, <laughs> and it's describing 16 different like sleep patterns. Not sleep stages, but different sleep patterns. Um, like... Uh, the fr- so they got 16 different clusters some were kind of like subgroups of others but like the first one is insomnia with long sleep duration and mid awake so they have a hard time like falling asleep and then they're long they're asleep for a long time but then they wake up like halfway and maybe they have a hard time falling asleep such a bummer then you've got like irregular sleep schedule and then like group 2b is fragmented sleep with short sleep duration I feel like I might have that. I feel like I kind of like toss and turn. Yeah. Um, I like, definitely, I, de- I know I definitely dream. I know a lot of people don't remember their dreams. I remember dreaming every night. So, so you must get to REM sleep at some point. I must get point. to REM sleep, which usually takes like, I think, I think your sleep cycles go in about 60 minute cycles. So yeah. Um, there's insomnia with normal sleep duration versus insomnia with short sleep duration. There's a longer than 24-hour periodic sleep-wake cycle. So some people's circadian rhythms are longer than 24 hours, which would make them good for travel, maybe, because they oh. would get jet-lagged, maybe, as as uh, as different as I much. I don't get how it's possible to have a different circadian rhythm than most people, because we're built around, you know, like our human hormones, reaction to the sun and everything. You'd think it would be the same, basically. You'd think so, yeah. That's crazy. Do you use a sleep tracker? I don't use a sleep tracker, no. Do you want to? How do, you, do you, how do you use that? I use, I use you my... Got, you I got your phone. You got your fancy-dancy little wrist. He falls wrist. asleep yeah. with his watch on. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, I could I never get, do. Um, <clears throat> so check this out. Mm-hmm. Only 27 minutes awake. I was in REM sleep, REM, for two hours and nine minutes last night. That's so creepy how I I was in that. core sleep for three hours and 54 minutes. This and I was good. in deep sleep for an hour and 14 minutes for a grand total of seven hours and 17 minutes. Nice. Do you usually get around seven hours? Uh, I average about... Um, right now, I'm averaging six hours and six minutes a night. Nice. I, usually, I, get, I, I usually get about eight. I wanted to... I really wanted to look into this because I was like, man, I should have these weird bouts of being tired. Yeah, so I started tracking easily. my sleep. Mm-hmm. And now, I'm actually more conscious about getting more sleep Despite than before. Just through the act of by the act of tracking it you feel like you are I'm focused sleep hygiene I'm focused yeah I'm focused more on my sleep hygiene now which sounds lame no as that, but that's how you fuck, process but. stuff like it makes <laughs> yeah. sense like Mike needs a tracker and like mathematical data to get into something you mm-hmm. know like that's what his reward is I feel like you are into that but one of the things is is now that I've been doing this Nina mm. during the week how often do I pass out on the couch now not often at no, all no but I was passing out on the couch yeah. daily Oh, hmm, interesting. They didn't, they have these 16 categories. They didn't put any nappers. Well, I think they kind of, I was just looking at this. They say briefly sleep. Oh, never mind. Sleep without daytime sleep window. I read that as with, just kidding. That would have been a nap. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I know that. Well, maybe they don't count that or maybe it falls under fragmented. A hundred thousand people and no one in the UK is taking naps. I took a nap before you came over. I took a half an hour (laughs) nap. I did. I felt great because I, I went to bed at like, 
12 30 last night because i was finishing up a piece which i did so that's great ordering some supplies for another art thing and it was the weekend so i was like fuck it who cares but i still woke up at 6 30 because that's kind of like the schedule i'm on you know mm-hmm. so yeah i took a half an hour nap right before you got here and i feel good enough to do the rest of the day but Did i can't believe they wouldn't want to take a nap before we continue <laughs> we'll i think i'll, I'll make the, it i think i'll, I'll, I'll pa- make it i'll hit the pause button I won't go through all 16 um, categories because some were kind of uh, repetitious sort of and not very exciting. There's insomnia with short sleep duration and long-term mid-awake. So like when you, I guess when you make up in the middle of the night for a second and you roll over and you fall back to sleep. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what they mean. I wake up almost every night and then go back to sleep. I can't remember the last time I slept all the way through. You wake yeah. up more than you think. It's just you don't remember most of it. Well, I the remember. Yes. You, you, you will remember some, but like... One thing I saw with tracking was it's like I woke up seven times last night. I don't remember a single one. Well, you were out here. You fell asleep on the couch. But yeah, but that's I think that you'd wake up more. Yeah, you do wake up throughout the night because your body's trying to tell you like, why aren't you in bed? You know, there's people with shorter circadian rhythms. There's they they identify like morning people and night people. Um, And this, I guess, maybe what's most interesting is just the the differentiation they have in insomniacs. When you think of insomnia, like, okay, so you have a hard time falling asleep. But it's much more nuanced than that. Yeah. Um, you might be able to fall asleep, but you get really shitty sleep throughout the night, and you, like, wake up all the time, and you can't fall back asleep. Um, stuff like that. So, yeah, I need to get one of them sleep trackers and figure out... Uh, yeah, you don't have I to. We're bang from a buck. Well, like, Apple watches are stupid expensive. Well, I'm sure yeah. like Fitbit or some other ones. They, yeah. yeah. I bet you there's some old school one you can do on a computer too. You know what but I mean? Yeah, like, like I could still sense what you're doing and whatever. I think that like one of the reasons why I have this dumbass watch, and it is kind of dumb. It's a total luxury item. I'm not going to make. It I've sound never like, gotten into that. I'm not going to make it sound like it's a needed <laughs> piece of tech. But if it's going to do these things and help me, then fuck it. I'm going to get my money's worth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sleep is uh, highly underrated by most people. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. It, it always feels like a, a thing that we have to do. But like the, I don't know, the more like I'm on like a specific work schedule, the more I appreciate sleep. And mm-hmm. on the weekends, I keep saying, but I feel like it's really true. Going to bed early is my new sleeping in. Because mm-hmm. I wake up at a certain time in the morning no matter gonna, what. Yeah, you're always going to wake up like a little bit after sunrise, Yeah, right? so I'm just like, ah, I could go to bed at 8.30 if I wanted to. Oh, and man, I, I yeah. don't feel like I'm wasting time, quote unquote, because it's Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and also that. But also it's Friday. And like, if sleep is one of my recreational activities, that's fine with me, you know? If I need it, then I need <laughs> what it. What do you do for fun? Well, sometimes I go to bed like an hour too early. <laughs> but I used to, like, when I go through periods where I have, like, really vivid creative dreams, and then sometimes I don't have, like, really interesting dreams. They're very mundane and, like, things I have to do in real life. But when I have, like, the cycles of time where I have really great dreams, I'll go to bed early on purpose and be like, I can't wait to go to that other world. Mm-hmm. And then wake up and, and like see what I, I take back with me, you know, which I guess sounds like a metaphysical experience and maybe I'm schizophrenic. Well, but, uh, <laughs> no, here's the other thing. Yeah. Now I'm getting better sleep. I actually dream now. I used to not dream very seldomly. Now I can't remember my dreams like the next day or anything, but I remember having dreams now, which is something that it's I had not. That's really good. That's yeah, something Mike that would didn't say, happen. Yeah, I'd, exactly. I'd always, like, I'm sure we've talked about that quite a bit on this podcast in the past where I'm just like, yeah, I don't dream. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll take uh, a melatonin sleep aid supplement 
um, if um, I didn't sleep well the night before, or if it's really late, I know I need to fall asleep really quickly. It'll help me fall asleep. I'll, I'll take like three milligram or five milligram melatonin and it'll put me to sleep within 45 minutes or so. And it feels like the night is really longer. So if I, you know, I normally sleep about eight hours. If I slept like six hours with a melatonin tablet, it feels like I slept for like 10 hours. It's pretty That's cool. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting but feeling. It's not even like you feel that way because you you've lost track of time, but you feel rested. Like no, you no, feel like, like it you've... feels like like the the sense of time. It feels like that much time has passed. It doesn't feel oh. like necessarily like I got that much sleep, but it feels like you know, like I'll wake up and like, oh wow, it must be like six o'clock in the morning. And no, it's like four. I'm like, yeah. oh wow, it well, totally feels like it should be like six or seven o'clock in the morning. It's only like three or four so i, I wonder try if that's, I wonder if yeah, that's like messing it, with because it's like the one of the things that messes makes with you sleep your, with your sleep so yeah it's but, making you I, feel that way sometimes like you know if i'm traveling like it's hard to fall asleep in a new place in a new city the first night so like if i bring some melatonin i'll fall asleep so yeah. something to explore and, and yeah you can just kind of feel like the difference in the in the quality or type of sleep you get. Would you ever bring some ketamine to fall asleep? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you about this. We've got a great new drug on the market. We've podcast about ketamine before, quite often actually. And I, if I remember right, it's been FDA approved for a while. Oh, okay, I'm looking at it right here. So it's been FDA approved for a while um, to use as an anesthetic since 1970. But I think much more recently, people have been looking at it as a potential treatment for lots of mental health disorders like depression substance abuse i don't know if schizophrenia was one of those things i feel like it's been on the list maybe ketamine is a disassociative yeah okay so, oh, so maybe they already have too much of that it'll get you outside of your yeah it'll get you like out of your body okay disassociating from like uh physical trauma or pains or discomforts and okay so maybe it'll put, it it'll put like, you like in your own little world, which might not be good for schizophrenia. Right. But, but who knows? I don't sense. know. Well, maybe it makes sense good. for like PTSD and stuff like that. But yeah. this article, this article is very long and we're not going to go over it. I'll say right now um, or over all of it, excuse me. But obviously we'll put it in the links at the bottom of the podcast and you can read it at your leisure. It's kind of like a super article. It's like an expose on the ketamine industry and what's currently popular with it now. But one of the really interesting things they talk about kind of reminds me of like um sci-fi stories where you see this sort of thing happening um everyone has <laughs> everybody has heard of wellness spas and maybe you've like walked past one or even been in one and everyone has kind of like a, a mental image of what those are like it's like a a very like modernly decorated sort of like open space some like new agey harp music lots of waterfall noises little accessories plants and like just a general like this is a very beautiful space where everyone is going to feel great whatever you know so these wellness spas are now starting to include um, the option to have intramuscular ketamine injections and what happens is you make an appointment and you go in there and there are presumably therapists and people who know how to deal with this stuff and whatever but like it's still kind of a, a tricky area in terms of regulation and it's so new that it's used in this way but people will go there for anxiety or any number of sort of like lower grade therapy needs if you will and it's about five thousand dollars for this service and i don't know if that's just one injection or maybe like a series of two or three but it's five thousand dollars it's almost 
never covered by insurance. I don't think any insurance covers it yet. And so it's it's developing maybe accidentally into this thing that's just for like the people who can afford it. It's become mm-hmm. like this fancy sort of like swanky, trendy thing that you do if you're like feeling anxious and depressed and you just like throw down $5,000, go to a fancy <laughs> spa and instead of getting Botox, you get ketamine, you know? Yeah, $100 of ketamine on the street would last you a couple months worth of uh, therapy. So that's my two cents on that. <laughs> they're, they're fucking gouging people. Yeah. But the, I think people. the background, I think, is maybe that it involves therapists and it's like a supervised use of the drug that's like, which is good, yeah. you know, but they're definitely playing up the high-endedness when maybe they don't have to. So Absolutely. Yeah. And the biggest criticism of that mode right now is that if you go into the spa where you would normally go for like like a facial or like a massage or even like, well, I would say this about Botox too. Botox is a chemical you're injecting into yourself, but people have started to view it as like another just sort of beauty treatment. Like I'm going here for my own wellness. I heard an uh, you know? interesting thing about Botox on another podcast the other day about how so Botox like basically um, makes it so your muscles can't contract in your face, so you can't wrinkle your face. So you get the Botox, get rid of wrinkles. Well, if you get rid of the wrinkles, like say in your eyebrows or like in your cheeks, and you're not expressing those emotions that are usually connected to your frowning, a lot of people report experiencing their anxiety and depression very much going away after they get a Botox, which lasts for about three to four months. Mm. There's this like feedback loop is, is what they suspect of like, yes, your emotions cause you to make these facial patterns, but like maybe if you were just smiling all the time, you wouldn't feel sad. And, yeah. or if you weren't frowning all the time, maybe you wouldn't feel so sad. And um, so, yeah, it's pretty interesting to see that there's a very, very high report a uh, high percentage of people reporting that they have a dramatic uh, drop in, in negative feelings when they take Botox. Yeah. Well, Even though it's purely aesthetic, you know, it's not, you know, yeah. neurologically messing with them anyways. That's crazy. And this, like with ketamine, people are criticizing this um, way of distributing it or using it because people feel like they're at a spa so they don't view this as like a psychedelic, you know, that they're injecting into their body. But that's weird about Botox. I wonder if, because I always assumed with Botox, it was also hard to smile because your face doesn't move the way that it, when you smile, you kind of contract for a second. And when your smile goes away, you have to. Yeah. So it's like, you can't, maybe they just feel nothing, you know? <laughs> right. I I'm, I thought they were going to say like, oh, people will experience more depression. Yeah, because depression you can't is let like it out. a graying of like not, or at least it is for a lot of people like depression's like i just don't feel much like nothing excites me nothing motivates me nothing feels rewarding nothing feels satisfying nothing feels pleasurable it's just yeah blah. but apparently people were feeling a, a decrease in depression and that and their thing because of that That's body cool. mind connection so just smile more folks yeah there you go <laughs> problem solved problem solved all right are we on our last one now? This is the last one. This is a long episode. This one this is, is all, a long episode. But this is all We're for coming Mike. back swinging after a sabbatical. Yeah. What do you yeah. want? So, exactly. Sorry, everyone. But, you know, just do like we all do and listen to it in the car. Pause it when you get to your destination and turn it back on when you get back in the car. Um, Mike, this article is for you. 
Shit. Here's why ending a situationship may be harder than a relationship breakup. You found this because I brought it up. Yeah. Now, I, I recently <laughs> heard this term, and Mike has spoiled That's... how, um, of a situationship. Well, that, and I, I had recently heard it. I don't know what No, I'm saying you told it... me, but I was trying to yeah. be, like, funny about it. But you ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I literally told you about it this morning. I know. I was trying to, like, be all, you know... <laughs> Mm-hmm. anecdotal about it so what is a situation i don't even quite know what it is so this is why i wanted to look it up because it Mike sounds like it up, dating limbo and he was just yeah. like talking shit about it you know i don't know what it is it's just the fact yeah. that it's a term now i'm going to talk shit on it because it sounds stupid no we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this right now okay sounds like you got triggered there mike <sighs> sounds like oh, all these uh i have trauma from these buzzwords and tropes are buzzword trauma i i do get tired of buzzwords and tropes and cliches old, man yeah. it's just life is so much easier without them mm-hmm. i yeah. think like and it's not because they don't exist but i think it's like it goes back to that point of where people are like they're cherry picking negative aspects for their identity maybe and i think i think these definitions or these concepts these labels can give validation and yeah it gives and people, people attention well people need validation or you know like if you if you don't know how to put into words what you've experienced or how you feel and someone says oh that's this what you're feeling is a b c and d and you're like yeah i feel a b c and d and like yeah this is this like oh cool it's a thing i'm not crazy or this is actually like a thing and i'm not alone in that for some reason knowing that there's other people also experiencing shitty things makes it feel better or just the fact of just calling it something you know like branding like they just you just call your shit something and people are like oh wow that's like a thing it's not a thing you just fucking made it up but or, yeah you call it a thing and people are like oh wow no it's a thing now yeah well, what, um, the other thing that it does is like the validation thing like if you like go into a group of people and be like i have a b and c mm-hmm. and all of a sudden everyone's like oh my god mm-hmm. you how do you 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 survive are you this you that all of a sudden you <laughs> feel good about the bad shit that you gave yourself yeah, uh, and it is, and, and it's like this weird positive reinforcement on something that should be viewed as negative. I th- yeah, I think that's what bugs us is yeah. we don't we don't want to be positively reinforcing or enabling or reinforcing these negative traits, negative things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it sucks if you have it. Mm-hmm. How about we work towards a solution, mm-hmm. even if the solution isn't necessarily getting rid of it, but learning to work with it. Mm-hmm. something people celebrate their weaknesses too much it's celebrated now and that's mm-hmm. what bothers me go ahead nina we trampled on you no that's okay i i am still trying to sort of untangle what this article is claiming a situationship is and this might be the case of like <laughs> it sounds all... very millennial no, no that's what i was gonna say like sounds the like three adulting. of us <laughs> the three of us might have like <laughs> we might have out generation paced being able to understand this new no, yeah we are we're old now way of thinking i'm being serious because but i bet you we can compare it to a thing that we experienced in our dating ages like high school i was hey. trying to describe it to reno before we turned it on and i said i imagine it's kind of like when people used to say we're not dating we're just talking do you remember that and it was like you you didn't have a clear delineated relationship you were like and you weren't fucking. seeing some no no no. you weren't seeing somebody it wasn't fucking it was like literally just like dancing just around out. the idea yeah just hanging out just talking now this might involve i wouldn't call sex. anything with the opposite gender a sh- one a, a ship word unless i had we had fucked mm-hmm. it's like if we haven't fucked 
done something along those lines. Okay. Yeah. We're nothing. So, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're an acquaintance. Well, the- <laughs> See, we've already created a word for this. It's called acquaintances. But this, I think, does get into like one night stand territory. So I'm assuming that like intercourse is involved. So what it's saying is, um, you know, when you first like check someone out or whatever, and the two of you seem like you might be vibing with each other, you could decide if you want to date or vibing. if you... Well, look, I'm using old terms on purpose. <laughs> That's not so old. I can so contrast. The vibe check is a new term. No, yo. it's not. It's been around since the 70s. Just people brought it back Bruh. thinking it was new because they were like, my grandparents said I'm this once. I'm going to claim it for my own. Stop living rent free in my head. angry about this. <laughs> oh my God. That was the This conversation stupidest. is not lit. Okay. Look. Okay. No cap for real, for real. Go. Oh listen, God. Seriously. Listen to this one <laughs> phrase here, okay? So if you see this person, they see you, you see each other, you think that you like each other, whatever. You can decide that hooking up with them is all that matters, the article says. That's the powerful thing about choice. You get to decide what's best for you based on the point you're at in life. And here's the sentence that killed me. Quote, but what happens if you choose to hook up with someone and it turns into a situationship that goes sour? And that's the first time this article uses that word. So, so I'm kind of like, so does that mean like you hook up and then one of you decides you're not into it, but the other one is, and that's the situation? What is this? It sounds, you know, it sounds like it's more complicated than it needs to be, like all millennials. Oh, it sounds like things. I regret opening my mouth during breakfast right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is that not the case? Okay. Um, but then they say it's harder to end a situationship because it's not like a thing you both have decided to do. It's not it's a relationship. Not, it's not defined. It's, it's moved not. beyond a one night stand. Yeah, it's not defined. So wait. But ho- I still don't quite get what it is. Okay, so a situationship is yeah, when you've slept with someone and now you're like, okay, like are we are we dating? Oh, I see. Like when does it when does dating turn into okay, now we're actually like a boyfriend and girlfriend? Yeah, or like Do you have to like call it like okay, now we're boyfriend and girlfriend and now we have to define the terms of our yeah. coexistence? But I think, I mean, like people have to define the terms all the time without a one night stand opening is the hard part because it began as a one night stand. And very often that ends up fizzling out and you go your separate ways. And that's why it's hard. Well, maybe someone wants to fizzle out and someone wants, wants to fizzle to a, in. No. And someone wants to fizzle in. I'm going to end this shit right now. Okay, yeah. great. Because it's right, a long podcast. Guess what? All of us are children from baby boomers, right? Yeah. Baby boomers were the first hippies. Free love, all that other shit. Mm-hmm. How did they get away? A whole entire generation. How the fuck did they get away and figure out how to just fuck each other? Free love, all that shit. Not create a bunch of stupid fucking words and just move on from each other when the fucking At the done. same time, there was a distraction. They, Life was they, good back then. It was a golden yeah, era. Yeah, it's just like, how did they figure out not to come up with a bunch of stupid fucking words for, hey, we fucked. That's kind of all we have going for each other. So catch you later. <laughs> Like what? Well, they didn't need a term, and they didn't need to have. No, apparently, this, they did. How do I end this situationship? We don't really even know. Like, I, like how do I end something that doesn't exist? <laughs> you know how you do anything. How do I with, end, no, like, here, no I just, it's triggering my anxiety that I can't figure okay. out how to end this thing that I just existed. <laughs> my relationship with this man is a situationship, and it's kind of fluid or chick. I don't know. I shouldn't just see it's chick saying this. I'm sure a lot of dudes are too. Oh, how do I end this situationship? I don't even know if he knows he's in it situation with me <laughs> our relationship is fluid and i'm triggered fuck this bullshit oh my 
God, dude, you want to know why you all fucking have anxiety? Listen to this entire fucking podcast. That's why you have anxiety. <laughs> this is exactly why. You have somehow created genres, pop punk genres, emo core, hardcore, popcore. You've created genres for every aspect of your fucking life, and you don't know how to organize them. That's it. You're like a kid lost in a record store. He wants to buy a record, but he doesn't know what the fuck he Mike, wants to buy. Mike, are you trying to explain something to Zennials because don't say record store? Actually, Shit. they've come back in. So, no, you're right. Go Fine, ahead. Fine, whatever. Yeah. Are you trying to find a new artist on Spotify but don't know where to look? Because you're oversaturated with shit and it's giving you anxiety. The choices are too hard. Yes, that's right. This whole entire podcast, this is what we can just, this is it. This is it. It's just a bunch of fucking new age rambling bullshit. Everything. Every, too, too much. God damn, yeah, dude. It's just too much. You know, this is why I want a fucking cabin. I don't want to listen to people talk about this <laughs> shit anymore. <laughs> fucking, they're in the situation ship, but I'm not sure if they know that they're in a situation ship with me. And I'm having a hard time ending my situation ship because their knowledge of not knowing they're in a situation ship with you. It's like, you fucked once. Move on. God damn. This has been six degrees of fucking rumination. I don't know why we haven't done this in a year. <laughs> With your hosts, Reno Gorman. Nina Boyd. Yeah, and their producer, Mike. Have grow a, a fucking pair. Grow a pair. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Just grow a pair. I don't care, dude, chick, or other. Just grow a fucking pair. Good night. <laughs>